Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a One of the week of N4G Radio. After a week off, we're back. Episode 474 for May 22nd, 2017. As we were discussing for the show, E3 is on the horizon. Oh yeah! It is now less than three weeks. Well, it's we will we will be two days into the show in three weeks. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Can't wait! I'm so excited. Everything's been leaked, John. I still always hold on to the um, hope that some stuff doesn't get leaked. Like, I think last year, Days Gone was the only thing that didn't get leaked, and that was a bit of a letdown, but but still, I always hope. Wow, the developers of Days Gone say, fuck you. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a zombie game. Um, Yeah, it's, just, you know, it's a zombie game. Zombies, they're not zombies. Isn't that always the argument when somebody shows a zombie? It's like they're not zombies; they're they're plant people or something. Well, if it's they, a if, fungus. If they run, it's a if fungus. they run, they're not they're not a zombie. Yeah, if they run, they're not. Yeah. As, except for those movies where zombies run, but you know, whatever. whatever. But they're not actually dead. Reanimated. That's the whole point of zombies. They're just infected or whatever. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, on the show this week we have Jay. Hey. You, you fucked it up. Yeah, hey, don't worry about it. So you, you caught me on guard because I didn't think you introduced me first. I, I go by the list that you're listed in Skype. That's my secret. Uh-huh. Oh. So, like, who's ever, like, the big pictures in the meeting? I just go from left to right. Same way I do the Twitter handles. Yeah, you literally caught me off guard and I, I couldn't even do my intro. I was like, I was expecting you to introduce John because he came on first. That's how, that's how I thought you did it. So I was like, okay. Was... Well, we also have John. See, thanks for thanks for the spoiler. And that's the, that's that's called a transition, <laughs> Ken. Professional, smooth, smooth. Uh, and and we have Ryan. So quickly, since it's my time, I'm going to use this time to say that if this is episode 474, yeah, and if you assume that every episode averages two hours, I know some are longer than that, some are shorter than that. It means if you have listened to every episode of this show, oh God. you have spent almost. 40 days of your life listening no to the N4G podcast. No one ever listens to more than five episodes. Do you think there is a single listener that has listened to every single episode from the very beginning to the end? I would I would absolutely guarantee that. Yeah, there's at least one. Really? There's at least one. Wow. Yep. Well, well, 40, thank you days. For that. 40 days. That's incredible. 40 days. What are you doing with your lives? 948 <laughs> hours. Jesus. And bearing in mind, I think that's a conservative estimate because most of our shows run sort of two and a half, three hours deep. So could be more. 
Hey. Could be more. You know? Should get an achievement. <laughs> should. <laughs> we, should send, we should send a trophy out, just engrave it with the person's name. They'd have to prove it somehow, though. Maybe take a pop quiz of some sort. A pop quiz, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> administer the pop quiz. I don't remember all the. Man, you'd have to listen to all four hundred and seventy-four episodes and w- then make a pop quiz. No. Yeah, I'm not. Good. I'm not. Some of those old shows are bad. <laughs> some of the new well, shows are bad. That's true. That's true. Yeah. The quality hasn't raised too uh, too far. All. <laughs> all the shows are bad. Mm-hmm. All yes. around the world. Okay. Um. I don't know where that wow, came from. Wow, Sugar Ray on Sugar the podcast Ray. this I don't, morning. I don't know where that came from. Anyway, video games. There's been a few. I love them. There's been a few out. Hell of a few. Uh, we're still going. It's. Uh, Can we do Game of the Year yet? Nope, not yet. God damn it. I mean, we we could. You technically could. <laughs> but you'd be missing on quite a few games that might be pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it in news, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of games solidified release dates, a couple of announced games. Whew. It's busy. John, what are you playing? What are you playing, John? Well, I guess I've almost finished my second playthrough of Persona 5. Oh, my God. Very nice. Yeah. It, I'm about 140 hours in. So I have just maxed all of my uh, confidence out mm, uh, the nice. ones that uh, the ones that you you have to do the ones that don't sort of progress as the game progresses uh, so I've only got two left to do um, Morgana and Igor and they will just happen naturally throughout the course of the game you going so, for that platinum John? I'm, I might do there's a couple of tough ones in there, there um, but I'm, I'm like 70% in I've done the Reaper um, I've done buying all of the vending. Machine have you? Uh, have you? Have you done the one? This is the one that took me the longest. And it's funny enough, like during a casual play, you can get this, just not even trying. Have you gotten the one called I think like Passionate Listener, where you have to yeah. listen to a bunch of futabi? You got it just naturally playing in right? the in the first playthrough. Yeah, yeah. To me, that was the hardest one because I would it's finish because... battles too quickly, and I wouldn't register all those like things that Futaba was saying. For what I can gather is that you need when you get a certain party member in the team you mm-hmm. have to have them in them quite a lot to get those ones out of the way right with. that helps so i think that might be why but yeah i got that one through i've got the um the ones i'm kind of i'm going to struggle with is the um reading the books because i've kind of let the library slip and as such, I cannot remember which books I've rented from them and read already because they don't tell you. Not oh, like the man. books that you buy. Right. Um, I th- I'm going to struggle with The Guardian, which is fishing. And that's a pain in the ass. The Guardian um, is actually not as bad as you think it is after you get the first upgrade for your fishing fishing pole. You just got okay. to kind of work the system a little bit and really like finesse it a little bit. Okay, I might give that a shot. I think the toughest one, and obviously there's one for, for um, unlocking all of the... <laughs> personas and that'll be tough but i think i've got i've got about 70 percent, so i think i've got enough now where i'll be able to create the ones that i haven't got um and one of the unlocks that you get with one of the confidants is um you can buy your way to 
personas you can't you are higher than your level. So mm-hmm. if you've got, say, for example, I'm currently like level seventy four. If I want to level eighty, I can now fuse them. I just have to pay yen to do it. So I think I can probably get that one done. The toughest I think is going to be the beating the twins. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty tough. But as long as uh, you get as you're finishing the compendium, right? You're gonna fuse、mm. a lot of incredibly powerful persona,、uh, especially one called Yoshi Tsune, right? And、uh, okay. once you once you level him up, he gets、uh, he gets a skill like a physical skill that he gets, and it's the strongest attack in the game, more or less, right? So once、okay. you once you get that persona, you get that attack. You just make that guy as powerful as you can, and you just take him take him to town, basically. Okay, I'll to give、get. that a shot because that one does seem tough. I tried.、Um... Because it's unlike any other battle in the game, in the fact that it counts turns, and you have to have inflicted a certain amount of damage when they get to how many, ever many turns they're sort of setting.、Uh, it doesn't tell you this until the end, and I got to like sixteen turns, and those two are beasts.、Um, they might look small and fragile, but they are bloody not. So、uh, that's going to be a tough one,、um, but I. I think the other ones I'll probably be fine. You should have、uh, uh, seen the was it the, the hardest bottles in Persona Three? I had to fight that with a calculator out. You have to add each damage point that you would do so that you don't go over a certain point or you don't go under a certain point during a certain turn. So well, I would have to take a calculator and start adding up the damage that I was doing and the damage that I was receiving as well, and then start shifting different persons during different turns. I had a spreadsheet while I was doing that fight. That's、oh, how、Jesus. hard that fight was. So compared to that, this is really easy. Okay, But it's still, it's still, it's, it can still be challenging for people that's new. Wow. That's, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.、Yeah. That sounds awful. Oh, dude, it was it was ridiculously difficult to pull off. I was trying to do it without looking up any like tips and stuff like that online. So I was kind of formulating my own like little formulas and when she does this attack, so when I would need to shift my persona into something that nullifies this kind of damage and whatnot. But、um, yeah, it was an actual challenge RPG game. You know what are you gonna do? <laughs> so I'm I'm at the end game. Um, essentially, with my second playthrough,、um, I've only got about another. I think it's thirteen days that I can actually go to Mementos before、mm-hmm. the end game really kicks in, and that's you, you know I've done all of the, the jobs in Mementos as well, so that's taken care of. But I'm going to have to spend a couple of those days um, grinding um, if I want to beat the twins, and obviously I have to do it by a certain date in the the calendar.、Right. Um, otherwise, I can't go back because that's where they—you don't get them in the first playthrough. Apparently, they're only there in the second new game plus, and because they're in Mementos and Mementos, basically, you can't go back after a certain date. I've only got a few days to do it, so that'll be fun. But is, is that think, the, is that the fresh maker? The Mentos man, Mentos, come on. <laughs> the Ment- oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's it, minty fresh. Um. So I played some of that.、Uh, what else have I played? I, I guess、um, the other big game I've been playing is Injustice Two. Like, who the fuck is playing、oh. that? That sounds know, like a、me. garbage game. I heard it sucks. Yes, terrible. Com- complete shite.、Um, <laughs> that game is amazing. I mean, it's in, in one hand you, you look at it and what they've done, what they've. 
put into it, the amount of content that is there, the, the, the work on the story, the animation. It's this massive fighting game bundle, and you think, John, oh, my God, John, this I, is amazing. I, I love hearing from your beard as much as you do, but can you put the, can you put the mic thing a little a little further away, buddy? Thank you. I can't. It's not, it's on my headphone. Sorry. Um, I think it's actually my flannel shirt. It's actually rubbed oh, up against maybe, my bed. Maybe, yeah. So I apologize. But I love the all that they've done, and when I look at it, all I can think about is how Capcom fucked it up. <laughs> still, after a year, we're still thinking I, about how badly. But Capcom this just it up. this just shines a light on everything wrong. That Capcom did with Street Fighter Five, um, but not to take away from Injustice Two, it is awesome. It's got a massive roster of characters, and I'm not lying about the animation. The animation is incredible on not on all characters. Some of the characters it looks a little bit ropey, but on a majority of characters, when they're emoting, they actually look almost real. Um, especially Brainiac. Brainiac is phenomenal, and Jeffrey Coombs does a fantastic job. Uh, voicing him, I, I I think he's my favourite character out of the uh, the, the uh, in the new game. It, it, brilliant, brilliant work. And if you, I mean, Ken will attest to this. If you're playing on a HDR TV as well, oh my god, a 4K HDR TV, this thing looks sublime. It's phenomenal, and they really uh, the background stages have been designed, I think, to take advantage of that as well because some of them, some of the colours just absolutely pop. Um, the only problem that I have is the transitions. I can never get a transition to go. Mm-mm. I think I've done two. I've played the game for about six hours. I've done two transitions. Yeah, you're doing something, which is a, you're doing something wrong. How is, does every level have a transition? No. How do you know which levels have a transition and which side they transition? Oh, uh, It depends. Some stages have one on the left, some stages have one on the right, some stages have one on both sides. Frustrating. <laughs> and do you have to hold the X button down? No, you just have to do the back the back and X. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I'm doing, because obviously when you hold the X button down, like back and X, they power up a move. Did you, know you can also, did you know you can also meter burn it so you get armor? I know something about meter burning... Meter burning is that game. That that game lives and dies by meter burn. Yeah, it really does. Meter burn is like I never do supers when I will play that game because I just meter burn all my combos and moves yep. to make them do like sixty percent more damage. It's crazy. Well, bear in mind that I'm not very good at this game, and so I'm just getting to grips with all of this, the special moves and working them out as well and combos. So maybe I'll get into meter burning when I'm a bit better. I don't know. They did a much but better it's... job of explaining. Um... Things like clashes and uh, roll escapes and, and air escapes. Yeah, I I had no idea how to work a clash in the first game. But as soon as this one comes up, it's super simple. And they do a great job of that, obviously. And explaining why you need to do it and yeah. why it's important. And whether or not you should do it. Because obviously, it sometimes pays not to press any buttons during a meter burn, depending on how you want to play it. But... Um, yeah, they do a far better job because I didn't even, I, you know, you saw it in Injustice, the first game, and it's like, it made no sense, and I didn't know what I was doing. You meant, oh, yes, I meant to press a button. Why am I meant to press a button? So in this, they do a far better job, absolutely. Um, story is, I thought the story was fun. Um, it's very comic booky, as you would hope. Uh, but Batman is the star of that show um, after Brainiac. I, I was going, I think Brainiac's so much fun. Uh, but Batman's cool. 
uh, Supergirl, it's some of the stories we've done with her. Uh, she was, I think, the first new character they, they revealed. Um, I kind of like her. She's pretty good. Um, not too keen on Superman. Uh, I just don't like his move set too much. That that but little Black... dumb dumb headgear that Superman and, wear gets and he's like... Superman. Yeah, he's, I like now I like Superman. He's also as a, as a... well, I like him in this story because he's he's just a total piece of shit. He, he is a dirty <laughs> piece of shit in this. Yeah, and it's it's like it is very very weird. Um, but there's some really great characters. So um, my favorite at the moment is uh, Darkseid, um, which is a shame because it is kind of a like a pre-order bonus so I, I wouldn't know because i rented the game so you know fuck me i guess yeah so that's he's what you really get cool. for renting video games you nerd i know right <laughs> who does that christ like, and yeah. uh black uh black canary as well uh, i really like her moveset and she's really fast and and her scream thing is is awesome i love the the, the special that she the it kind of it kind of shocks me because canary is a very technical character in that game I just press buttons, mate. Yeah, Canary. That's, you, that's you. what it boils down to. I just press buttons. She's, she's all about reversals. Yeah, too. she's reversals yeah, I know and she's dodges. Got a couple and... of counters. She's fun to play if you know how to play her. Like, really well. High-level Canary play will be fun to watch. <laughs> so, not just that. Story mode's solid. But you've also got all of the metaverse stuff, which is... Uh, it's at the Living Towers, they were called in Mortal Kombat, weren't they? Uh, that thing that you, they kind of change on a regular basis. Yeah, there's uh, hourly tower. There's hourly uh, multiverses. There's weekly. There's daily. Uh, the multiverse also has the standard arcade mode. You know that thing that Street Fighter struggled putting in for a year. Is uh, that called the battle? That's the that's battle the battle simulator. You yes. can choose five, eight, or twelve. Then there's also survival and endless mode in there. Uh, all twenty plus characters have an ending. If you beat Battle Simulator? Yes. Which is cool. And there's a trophy for getting all of them, which is um, challenge accepted. It's pretty cool. I already uh, did it. But this, <laughs> have you already done that? I've already oh, done Jesus that. Christ. <laughs> wow. Um, and I, I kind of like that because there's some modifiers in there. And they're quite generous with like, the loot boxes, <clears throat> which then leads me on to the loot boxes, which are also incredible. It is... I know there was a lot of humming and hawing about it when they first announced this sort of stuff, you know, get, getting loot that can increase your damage and, and bits and pieces. Um, you know, it's a fighting game, that sort of thing sometimes frowned upon, but I think it's really, really cool. Um, well, it's it it's does... completely disabled in ranked matches. That should be Of noted. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I think it's super fun way of keeping me playing because I want that other loot box. I want to see what it opens. And um, because some of the stuff's really cool. Shaders... Um, you know, different styled helmets and shields and chest plates and um, it, and even even moves as well, which is also really cool. It it's pretty impressive the amount of content they've put in that game, and and as I say, it puts something like Street Fighter to Five to shame. Where when they launched that about was it about a year ago, it had literally versus mode, and this comes stacked with all of this stuff and. It's the kind of gameplay that you want to keep going back to. You've got the enticement of the loot uh, and the loot boxes. Admittedly, yes, you can buy them, and that's a little bit mean, but I guess they're not too egregious. I've not seen the prices, but I well, haven't had any problems drop, you, get, getting loot boxes dropped for me. You can't buy loot boxes. That's a misnomer. 
Okay, you can buy loot boxes. You can buy currency to get the loot boxes. No, the currency that you get does not buy loot boxes. Loot boxes are bought with credits, not... um, uh, I don't... There's four different types of currency in the game, and the only one that you can purchase is the one that you use to purchase... uh, That currency can be used to automatically upgrade a character to 20. It can also be used to Uh... buy the premier skins... And it can be used to... I forget what the third thing is, but loot boxes are purchased with the, the gold. Okay. Which I have okay. about 500,000 of, and I'm not buying loot boxes with it right now because I'm waiting till I max characters out. But don't yeah, you get loot boxes for leveling up character? So wouldn't you get loot boxes for leveling a character to 20 automatically? You get... Th- this isn't Overwatch. Mm-hmm. You, I get, you about, get loot boxes for everything. I get about 30 loot boxes a day playing that game. You literally, if you cough, it'll give you a loot box. Yeah, the it loot boxes so are not generous. hard. Like, if you yeah, do but a there's, multi- there's, like, there's like six different types of loot boxes, and the common one is garbage. The common, one is, the, the common one has given me epics several times. Yeah, very, very rarely. But we're talking about, there's too many different types of loot boxes, man. There's like five, six different types. Yeah, but there's not really, you only have to worry about the fact that there are the, the bronze, silver, gold, and di- uh, platinum and diamond. You've got the other ones, which are the the mother boxes, but they are the same thing, but they're coming from your guild stuff. So yeah. they're essentially, they, they're the same sort of thing. They've just they've all got the same stuff different... in them. The, yeah. the the better boxes just have a better chance of giving you epics. Yeah, I guess. I mean, is it, is this something that you like a lot? Because this is a game that's like not really made for me per se. But this is, I think, catered towards like DC fans and stuff. And you guys like the whole cosmetic aspect of it. So being a fan, yeah, yeah, being a fan, does the loot box system work for you? And do you not feel like cheated? You know, with the amount of stuff that you got to collect? No, I. No, you feel good. I feel good because as you level up characters, as you level up characters, you know, you start getting loot for that level. So like, Mm -hmm. I have Harley and Batman maxed out at twenty. So anytime I get a Harley or Batman piece, whether it comes... And that's the thing, is you don't just get loot from the loot boxes. You get it by playing matches. Like, every two or three matches, it'll just give you some random gear. Which I think is super awesome. Mm. I'm constantly getting me, new that stuff. that keeps me coming back, because it is... Right. It, it's super cool, some of the some of the, mod- like the little modifications they've done to the suits, and the extra sort of embellishments... So it's let's really cool. Let's let's say you're not someone that enjoys rank mode and you like playing with the costumes and stuff like that. So there's no pay to win element because you can't buy the loot boxes is what you're saying? Yeah, there's not. You okay. you can't just buy loot boxes. It doesn't work that way. That was my misunderstanding. I didn't realize that. Okay, sure. So that's cool. I'm really enjoying it and it's a nice palate cleanser for having played 140 hours of Persona, it's kind of something very different. I got through... I mean, the story mode, you'll get through in a matter of maybe five and a half hours. Um, that's not where that... <laughs> the, the fighting game that has a five and a half hour story mode. Ah, you know. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't lose, no story you, you mode in about four hours. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. It, and if you want to play both sides, because there are... It splits in certain parts yeah. of the the game. It splits, and you can go back to that chapter and play the other the other character at that time. When you so, uh, finish the story, doing kind of like one single playthrough, choosing one character over another, you do about fifty battles. So there's still about twenty four battles left when you finish that to see mm. all of the story, which is yes. nice. And that's I mean I've, that's done, but it's it's just the other stuff, the sheer amount of content, and 
again with the with the multiverses it's it's changing things up there it's it's not style it's not just like this uh, you go back into this and you play you know you fight against eight characters whatever there's all these little modifiers and and things that change it up slightly you can only pick certain characters at the moment one of the planets is a dark side only so i guess only people that have have pre-ordered it can play on that planet um but there's still like what five at a time that you can flip between and they're all varying difficulty levels so no matter whether you're a novice like myself or someone like ken who's been playing these games for years um, there's something that you'll be able to get into at any point and challenge yourself with that's really cool if if the and i don't know this because i i actually own good lord john are you like making love to your microphone it's not. It's no win. It's. I think it's. I think I can't help it. Um, <laughs> I'll <make a> love <laughs> to. If the uh, Dark Side Tower is a lot like, and I don't know because I haven't even pre-ordered. If it's a lot like the Goro Towers from MKX, you can just play them even if you don't have Dark Side. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Nether Realm. Nether Realm would do that. Like they would put towers up for characters who are specific to that tower, but they won't lock the tower behind owning that character. You will only be able to play as that character in that tower if you don't own them. That's actually really cool. Yeah. That's a good way of testing it out. Really, I, I was never able to play Dark Side, regardless of any mode that I was in. Did you do any Dark Side specific tower? I, I did go into the multiverse stuff. Is it is a tower in one of those things? It, there, there is one. Like John said, there's one running right now. I don't know if it's a daily or a weekly, but there's a dark side tower running. And when they did that in MKX, if you didn't have the characters, including like when they did the Jason Tower, um, if you didn't own him, you could still play that tower. You just couldn't play him in other modes. Well, either way, we can all agree that pre-order bonuses. Are oh no, it's garbage. Already on the disc is garbage, right? It's, it's garbage. Yeah, no, okay, 100% right. it's garbage. as long as we agree. I just think it's cool that they let you play like, then that'll include like DLC characters. So like when Red Hood comes out, if there's a Red Hood Tower, you'll be able to play him in the tower even mm-hmm. if you don't buy the season pass. Okay. So I think that's cool. Kind of like, kind of like you know, Capcom's letting people test the CFN with all characters, which I think is cool. Even though there's been a lot of problems with that game outside of that, <laughs> right? But I'm enjoying it. I really am. I just um, there's I, just uh, just kind of one thing I want to say about this game that I, I think it's overlooked. Mm-hmm. The fucking polish. This mm. game loads so fast. Oh yeah, it does as well. The, yeah, the yeah. menus, like just the user, just the usability of the game, like when you finish a match and you're able to just tap the button to skip through the, the ending animation, um, it just, it's so polished. And the, the net code has been outstanding. Well, that's one thing I cannot comment on because there's absolutely no way I'm going to do that <laughs> when I go online. Yeah, there's, there's, there's already no some, one likes... there's already some ridiculous people playing online. I, I'm, yeah, I'm it's... not any good at this game at all as much as I play it and it's bad. There's no way I want a zero to infinite win-loss <laughs> ratio, thanks. I'm good. Uh, but that's, that's I mean, of the games I've played of, of no. I uh, have got a game uh, that I'm meant to be reviewing, obviously. Um, I played a little bit of called, I think it's Tango Fiesta. Yeah. Which is garbage, so don't bother with it. Um, <laughs> it's... It's like a dual stick shooter, and I and if anyone knows me, I love those games, those type of games. But this one feels just poorly done. Um, it's kind of trying to be this sort of eight bit homage to nineteen eighties films, a bit like Bro Force was. 
Um, but obviously with Broforce, there was a lot of sh- sh- shine on that game and it was a well-made game. But this is not... There's, you can't see the enemies very well because of the colour palette of the, the maps and backgrounds. It it doesn't feel very good at all. Um, so, yeah, don't play that. I think that came out on Friday. It's it's not very good. <laughs> but that's all I've played. Alright. Uh, we'll move on to Jay. Okay, sure. I mean, we had that, you know, one-week hiatus. So I do have a lot of stuff that I played during that... Uh bit of downtime um well let's go with the games that are relevant uh i played P- prey uh, who else played prey here i know ken you played a little bit but you didn't yeah finish I, it I, I played about four hours I, I i need to go back to it okay um i i picked it up today so oh, it's yeah, gonna be okay. another little palette cleanser um i picked up a couple of games because they were on sale uh picked up prey and mm-hmm. uh kiba's beat uh, which is a really? rhythm-based, yeah, rhythm-based JRPG, and I'm thinking I need a couple of games before I play another J- JRPG. So um, that's why I picked up Prey as well. So I thought oh, I'll I'll play that very shortly. That's that, that's a weird game you picked up because I, I I'm reviewing that game and I haven't booted it up yet because I'm doing other stuff, just not on my like priority list. I guess Laura saw it. To, to be fair, Laura saw it because I I I'd seen that Prey was on offer. And I thought, I'll go get it. And then Laura picked it up, and she sort of turned it on its back. Oh, JRPG. Oh, set in um, Akihabara. Oh, rhythm-based. There you go. And it just handed it to me. So that easy, okay. huh, John? That easy. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's a that sequel, easy. isn't it? It doesn't just keep a strip. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a sequel, yes. But oh, it plays very is... differently. Oh, because I know about Akiba's trip. I didn't realize they were the same kind of... The, um, franchise. The first name didn't like throw it off. Well, no, it does. But Akiba's also it's it's not. I mean, someone can name something else with a similar name like that. That's, I, I didn't. I knew that they were. I thought. I wondered. I wonder if there's anything to do with it. But I didn't actually think it would be because again, I, I think isn't Akiba's trip like a, a hack and slash kind of game? No, Akiba's no. trip is a is a JRPG where you knock women down to their panties. It's not just women, Ken. Let's be fair. Yeah, there's there's men in there, so you knock them down to their boxers. Yeah, it's very Japanese. Very Japanese. Yeah, you. Uh, it's you not like Sigura, of Sigura, No, it's not Senran Kagura. No, it's no. not. It's, okay. No. I'm getting confused. Anyway, I picked it up. So along with Prey, but go on, carry on. Okay. Um. Okay. So all right. So as far as Prey goes, this is a game that's kind of been on my radar since they first showed that really interesting looking trailer. You know. With that, uh, being in a spaceship—well, not in a spaceship, but like a space station—it had a very Bioshock, well, more System Shock vibe to it. And we don't really get a lot what of games the, like System Shock. Go ahead. What? What the original trend? The one that was then cancelled? No, one? I think he's no, talking no, no. about the Bethesda, oh, okay. the, the Bethesda yeah, okay. trailer. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. not talking about the the bounty hunting one because I mean that's a whole nother ball game, right? That's the game yeah, that yeah. got cancelled. And that trailer was amazing. Like you can watch that trailer today, and it still impresses. But, you know, that game never came to be. So the fact that they decided to call this game Prey, which is kind of still really odd to me. But uh, regardless, uh, playing this game, I was hoping for something like a System Shock kind of deal. And when Ken was, you know, Ken and uh, Drew were kind of uh, going on about how, you know, the game plays kind of like Deus Ex in a lot of ways, where you have to pick the style of play that you want to do. You can have different approaches and, uh, like, solutions to a problem. And it definitely has a lot of that because uh, you have this upgrade system where you can take in this alien matter into yourself. 
and gain these little, gain these really fantastical powers where you can shape shift into objects and kind of like use them to kind of get around places, like mind control, like enemy units, or, or do some kind of like telekinesis or doing like shoot electricity from your hands and all this crazy stuff. But the more of that power you take in, the more of a threat the actual defense systems within the space station start seeing you as more of the alien so the turrets that were once your allies start attacking you because they now detect the alien matter that is inside of you and i thought that was really neat and i i wish they did a little bit more with that because other than like the turrets and like the sentry things that kind of walk around uh it doesn't really ha- have that much of an effect but the overarching storyline i thought was pretty interesting Especially with all the little side objectives that you can do, which feel like side objectives, uh, but once you finish the game and you really get to the you know the, the nitty gritty of how the game finishes, those side objectives end up being a lot more impactful, being a lot more meaningful than you first thought to be, because you thought you were just kind of doing these quests to you know save this person or bring these people supplies and stuff like that just to get a little bit more experience and whatever, but it turns out those uh, those missions were really being tallied. And kind of putting you on a path between what kind of an individual that you are, you know. And I personally was able to kind of guess how the story was going to pan out about like halfway within the story when I reached like one ending kind of prematurely, which is, you know, which is kind of amusing in its own way. But uh, yeah, it, it plays pretty well as far as when you get your powers and everything. But before you get all of your abilities and really start delving deep into the upgrade system with your weapons and stuff, the game plays really poorly. It gives you a terrible first impression in my book as far as the movement, the shooting, like the, the pistol. Have they that updated you, that now though? Uh, I don't know. Cause I haven't They're, played since, you know, I'm like sure a week and a half ago. I think I'm sure they've patched that and they've reduced some of the lag in the controller. Uh, it's, not, the weapons it's, and stuff. it's not just necessarily the lag. It's just, it's a, it's a slow, it's a slow-paced shooter, but the enemies mm-hmm. are super fast, so it kind of makes yeah, a bad mixture. Yeah, uh, okay. now, I was also... It didn't help that I was playing on my PS4 Pro, so I was using controller instead of mouse and keyboard. If I was using my mouse and keyboard, those fast-moving enemies would have been much easier to deal with. Could you not have the, the faster movement and reflexes to deal with that? But with a controller, it was kind of hard. But once I got the shotgun, it helped a lot because, you know, that shotgun has a huge spread. But once I... When I only had the little dinky pistol, oh boy, was it, was it a nightmare. Um, but I do like the fact that there's a sense of paranoia in the in the game because you have these mimics that it, that are able to take the, the form of basically anything in the game, uh, including like med packs that you might be trying to get, you know, because you're low at health, and all of a sudden that med pack you're happy to see that you walk up to, and then it turns into a fucking mimic and kills you, and you're like, ah, oh, you got me, game. That's good. And I enjoy those kind of little moments that kind of happen, not because that's like a set piece moment, but it just happened to happen in that particular way. So it's a pretty enjoyable game, but I don't think I'm going to go through it a second time knowing everything that I do, even though some of the powers are pretty interesting. But as far as like a rental game goes for like a solid 12 hour, 10 hour playthrough, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I, I heard a lot of people have issues with the PC port. Uh, I think IGN gave it like 4 out of 10 or something like that because they kept crashing the game. And uh, I too had some like hard crashes. I, I had two hard crashes, like three freezes. Uh, but luckily the, the autosave was kind enough and generous enough that I didn't lose too much time. So that I wasn't like, you know, putting that game aside completely. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty solid game. I enjoyed it. 
but it's it's not as good as like Dishonored 2, which you know came from the same studio uh, in my book, and a lot of people say it is, but I don't I don't agree. Ah, different strokes. Those are very different games. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. But it is of the same studio. They're kind of like you know it hasn't been that long ago since Dishonored 2, so it's pretty crazy that they were able to get this game out. I, I yeah, hope they, this... are two, they are two studios though. Arcane Studio? Yeah, they, yeah they have two, different... there are two studios. Oh, they have two different... Okay, cool, that makes sense. I hope this game does well, because they've made two games back-to-back that are really good, mm. and I feel like... I feel like they're on, <clears throat> like, thin ice if their games aren't selling. Well, as I say, if there's anything to go by, that game is two weeks old, and it's half price at the moment in game stores, so that might not be a great indicator. It makes me sad yeah. when good developers make really interesting games, and, and you know, fair play to them, they're in a they're in a sea of competition right now. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, the whole sea of competition, do you think it's doing well for you know Bethesda with their whole new review policy or whatever, selling the game one day before? You know, uh, do you think that's benefiting them now with the releases of Dishonored Two and like Prey? No. Not getting as much coverage as uh, it might have if they were to send, you know, games out with, along with most other developers do. I think publishers. I think Doom uh, was a miss. You know, it, Doom was Doom. It was good. It was one of mm-hmm. the best games of last year. But with a game like Dishonored and Prey, they really needed people talking about that game before it came out. And it, yeah. I mean, it didn't help that, um, as you say, that IGN they got theirs obviously the same time everyone else did. And there was a game-breaking bug, so they gave it a four. Now they did um, patch it, and they did IGN did change the score, but nobody cares at that point. They've already seen that IGN gave it a four, so that doesn't yeah. help either. Yeah, they, it, and that's the thing is like in with this many games coming out, especially this many games of this quality. If a game has a bad week, mm-hmm. it's pretty much forgotten. Yeah, it, it is true. And this is the year of the game of the year contenders, right? Yep. That's what I was saying. When I'm, I could be playing a good game, but compared to like the exceptional games that I've been just literally drowning in this year, it just doesn't stack up. And because of that barometer that we're kind of on right now, <clears throat> even a good game doesn't feel good. It just kind of feels mediocre. And that's, that's like a harsh reality for a lot of the developers out there right now releasing games. And it's unusual, I mean, to have, as we joked earlier, we have we potentially could have a top 10 game of the year already, and we're in, mm-hmm. you know, we're halfway through, not even halfway through. That's unusual, but you're right, a, a game like Prey, <clears throat> that in other times of the year would probably would stand out, um, or in other years would stand out, it is fighting against a lot of competition. It's yeah. unusual. It is. Uh, and the next game that I played, uh, this one I played for review and then finished as well, is uh, Fire Emblem Echoes. And um, listeners or you guys might know my like distaste for Fire Emblem Fates that came out uh, on 3DS. Because I absolutely loved Awakenings. And I like Fire Emblem as a series. I've been following it since the GameCube days. With the Path of Radiance, I played the Wii version, a Wii copy. I forgot which one that one's called, but I played that as well. I liked them. But when, they, when it really came, like, really made a splash with Fire, Fire Emblem Awakenings on 3DS because they re- decided to release this game on an incredibly popular platform, got a, got an incredible amount of exposure, and all of a sudden, it became like an instant cla- instant classic, instant hit of a series. And then from there, they went on to make Fire Emblem Fates, which was one game they decided to sell in three packages for the sake of greed. That's just 
that's just the end of it. They literally made what was supposed, what would have been an excellent game, chopped it up into three pieces, and then made it worse, just just for the sake of that. And I really hated like the, the whatever the whoever the executive decision was for that. Like I really dislike that shit. When when a great game becomes less because of some suit makes a decision about making more money. I that's that's something that I really can't handle. But anyway, because of that, I wanted the uh, you know Fire Emblem people to really get their act together and make you know kind of get back on track and make a game that you know they they can really be proud of. And that's why I was interested in reviewing Fire Emblem Echoes. And this is an interesting one because actually the remake remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden, which came out in like 1992 on like Game <clears throat> Boy or something like that. And I never played that version of the game, so I can't really draw any comparisons. But I will say that this is an oddity, because if I were to tell you, right, a franchise decides to remove 70% or maybe 50% of what makes that game series stand as what it is, you know, all the all the big, like, mechanical aspects of it that makes it unique, and it decides to streamline it, it decides to get rid of it and, and chop, like, all these, like, like depth... Uh, from the game, you would assume that that game would be bad. But in case of Fire Emblem Echoes, it strips away a lot of the the tropes, like the triangle weakness of the triangle weapons where a sword beats axes, axes beat spears, spears beat swords. The way the the range units work, where arrows can't on, can only shoot away from one unit away, so you can't if if a, if a guy with a sword comes at you and you have a bow in your hand, you can't counterattack that guy because he, he's not in your range. So you have all these like these like systems that are not present in Fire <clears throat> Emblem Echoes, and yet it still works. And I have a little bit of a hard time explaining why it does, but mostly I believe it is um, because the game is already still complex without the additional complexity and depth. So it is still enjoyable. It is still challenging to some degree, but it is, it is certainly in my book, the easiest fire emblem game that I play. And that's funny to me because when I read other reviews, they, some of them say it's the hardest fire emblem game they've played. So I don't know where the disconnect between me and them are. Cause I played the other fire emblem games. And I think, I think they were more challenging than this one, but either way, uh, they, they introduced some new, new uh, ideas with dungeon crawling, but that's very overstated because the the bit of dungeon crawling that you do is very limited. Like the dungeons are like two, three screens most of the time, except for like the final dungeon and the extra dungeon. And you can finish a dungeon in like five, ten minutes. That's not that's not really a dungeon to me. Like it's, it's, it's a very it's like a it's like a detour more than anything else. And uh, the big system that they, they don't advertise as much is the ability to rewind turns. So you have this ability, you got this item called the turn wheel, and what that allows you to do is that, let's say, uh, let's say you're, one of your units that you place over there to attack something doesn't kill that unit, now you're in a really bad position. You can use a charge of the turn wheel to turn back the time where you sent that unit over there and bring them back to where they were. If and, I could uh, turn back time. Yeah. <laughs> music reference. I'm glad I wasn't the yet. only one thinking it. <laughs> I, I had two things that were going through my mind. It was the share song, and then what's this, this? When you say turn wheel, I think of this new obsession I keep seeing people with these little spinny things in their hands. Oh, fidget spinner. Oh. Yeah. Fidget, yeah. yeah. Fidget spinner. My son has a fidget spinner. The fuck the, is the, that? Does, does your, does, does your, did your son ask for one, or did you just yes. buy one? 
Okay. Yeah, he asked for one. It's uh, it's kind of a raise in the schools, I hear. They're so running, they're running wild right now. I saw. And this somebody, is the world we live in. Yeah, somebody told me yesterday like they're selling them on Amazon for like twenty bucks. I'm like, to spin a thing in your fingers? Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. I I have my own brand of fidget spinner holding in my hand right now. It's called a fucking pen. Oh, I can <laughs> spin that around in my hand. It uh, takes a bit of practice and skill, but I can spin and, that really and well. And you can chew it. Yeah, you can do it. You can click it. It's now, fucking amazing. It's multi-purpose. See, yeah, I don't I'm need feeling, a little engagement. I'm feeling some technotronic now. I'm thinking about spin that wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, man, a technotronic reference. Pump up the G. I'm pumping it up. Oh, my God, Ken. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's a good day. That's right. Any, any I haven't day, heard that song since like the nineties. Any day you can invoke the technotronic is a good day. Pump, pump, <laughs> jam, pump it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Anyway, going back to the turn wheel. <laughs> um, but to me, like. John, have you played SRPGs games like Fire Emblem, right? You played the other Fire Emblem games, correct? No, no, no. No? Uh, has nope. anyone played a Fire Emblem game here? No, it's not my no, thing. I downloaded the iOS one and then mm-hmm. never played it. Yeah, don't play the iOS one. It's garbage. It's like it's like a bastardization of what my, makes that series my great. Only, my only experience with Fire Emblem is the characters in Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, funny enough, that's one of the, the avenues that made Fire Emblem popular. Without the popularity of Marth and Roy and Fire Emblem um, in, in uh, Smash Brothers, they wouldn't have brought some of the Fire Emblem games over here, which is, which is actually a kind of a funny story. But um, what I can tell you from having played a lot of SRPGs is that RNG is a motherfucker. Okay? You have an 85% chance to hit a dude. The guy has 15% chance to hit you. You miss... He hits you, he crits you, you die, your character is dead forever. <laughs> and you're like, fuck! Now you have to load the previous save file and say, god damn it, how unlucky can I get? It's not a good experience, not fun. It's just annoying. And to be able to mitigate that entirely through the use of this thing called the turn wheel, I think, I personally think that's an elegant solution. Hardcore fans of the series will sort of like the purists, right? Will say like, "Oh, it's not my Fire Emblem." Ah. <laughs> but the, but the, <laughs> I all sound like Sloth from the Goonies. Snickers <laughs> <laughs> bar. But uh, basically, uh, baby, Ruth. yeah, Ruth. junk, baby. Ruth. I think it makes uh, I think it makes the game better because let's be frank, like if if you if you die unfairly or if you make a small mistake, it shouldn't have to spell you safe scumming a game to really like truly enjoy it. Because I. I am a I I will save scum a Fire Emblem game. Make sure none of my party dies throughout an entire playthrough of it, which is harder than you think in classic mode, because th- those games can really be really be bastards with the RNG. But because of the turn, we I was able to really kind of keep my saves minimum, save as intended, because you can't save mid battle now. So use the turn wheels, and since I only had a few charges of it, I was able to use them tactically. You know, not not overuse them. I think that's the best part of the game, frankly. Like adding that into a Fire Emblem game, I think is just as good or as as better of an idea as adding a rewind time mechanic to a platformer. Say, Sands of Time for uh, Prince of Persia, brilliant idea. 
Because if you fall down, you know, jumping jumping over a cliff and you die, you have to wait for the load animation and all that jazz. Not, that's not fun. That's why the rewind time mechanic in that series works so well. The same could be said of Forza games, where you make a sharp turn or make, you, you make a wrong turn or whatever, and then uh, you get on the grass or whatever, you lose a bunch of time. You can rewind time a little bit and then kind of go back from there. It's, it's, a, it's a tool, and it's, it's limited enough to be used with uh you know with tactics in mind more so than just abuse the hell out of so I, I enjoy that quite a bit the my biggest downfall is that the storyline is very is such a cliche storyline i saw every single beat and plot of the story coming from like a billion miles away and the motivations of the characters are questionable at best the the first chapter of the story basically goes with you joining a rebel army and becoming the leader of it instantaneously. And I never liked that kind of stuff, where it's just complete and utter deus ex machina. And it's like, oh, there's a new guy. He's the rookie. He's the leader now. Everyone, everyone praise be to him. And it's like, but I just, I just joined you guys one battle ago. Why am I the leader now? As I don't... And shit like that I kind, of, kind of bugs me more than it should. But overall, I quite enjoyed it. I thought uh, certainly a better game, more enjoyable than Fates. And they did send me the... The $45 season pass, which was nice of them, but I am going through that content, and boy, is it not worth it so far. Because you can buy that game for $40, and when your season pass is more expensive than the game that you're you're putting out, I have to raise some questions, and uh, I'll get more into that later when the full content is out, but that don't feel right for a single-player game. Um, let's see. I played uh, some Heroes of the Storm a lot with Drew. He's not here, but I guess I'll... Uh, I'll speak for his experience as well. We played a lot of that. We did a lot of quick play against other players. Won more games than we lost, which was a nice surprise, which is fun. And uh, we finished all the... Uh, what were those challenges called, uh, Kent? Do you remember? I, I I stopped after week one. I didn't even finish week uh, one. <laughs> I don't remember. If you're close to finishing week one, just finish it, man. It's like a game or two away. But uh, I think they're called the Nexus Challenge or something like that? Yeah, Nexus Challenge 2.0 or something like that. Yeah, and what it does is that as you play games in Heroes of Storm with a friend, you get to unlock things in both Heroes of Storm and Overwatch. <laughs> I mostly did it for the Overwatch stuff. That's that's the purpose of Heroes of Storm. You unlock skins and loot boxes for other games that are more popular than you. It's, it's a meta game for Overwatch. It is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because, oh man, the I want to see uh, the numbers of how many people uninstalled Heroes of Storm right after they finished the Nexus Challenge. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be a fun fun number to look at. But uh, I still enjoy the game, uh, as, as does Drew. Uh, we have fun playing it. I'll hop on once every couple of days or something like that, and then I'll have like three quests lined up, and I'll do a few of them, you know, play a few games. Uh, and it's an enjoyable, very streamlined and simplified game. Uh, was it uh, Arena? What are, what are those games called? MOBA. MOBAs, right? Yeah. Multiplayer Online, Multiplayer Battle, Online Arena. Battle Arena. Yeah, there you go. MOBA. Um, and if you believe things like League of Legends and uh, Dota 2 are too complex for you, as they are indeed very complex, then Heroes of the Storm might be a good kind of starting point. Um, it, it has been for a long time. It's kind of doing its own thing. And I respect that. You know, It's not trying to be like League. It's not trying to be like Dota. It has its own formula for doing things, which is nice. Uh, I also played Injustice 2, and uh, you know, John and Ken went very, very deep into details. So I won't speak much. But I was very impressed with the production values of the story mode. Uh, better facial animation than Mass Effect Andromeda by far. 
That's not a you're you're limbo. Yeah, it's not it's not even hard. It's not even hard. <laughs> um, the story, you know, very predictable, but whatever. It's just it's a comic book movie, uh, but still very enjoyable. It's one of those games that I look forward to. I rent it. I play the story mode. I play a bit of the training mode to see which characters seem neat, and then I'll return it. And that's that's what I did. Uh, and I'm actually very excited to see what they do. Um, Evil Injustice Two is going to be really hype. Because some of those characters look really powerful, and I want to see who, what kind of characters are top tier, what kind of combos. You just want to know strategy. who Sonic Fox is going to win with. That's the thing. <laughs> of course, he's another realm of God, right? Oh yeah. So whoever picks, whoever he picks, is going to be top tier for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I didn't not not a not a not a playing a game, but I watched a lot of RPG Limit Break. Anyone catch any of that? I have no this, idea uh, what you're even talking this, about. So you guys know about the AGDQ, SGDQ stuff, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but it's an it's a marathon entirely composed of RPGs, right up my alley, you know. So they do like RPG runs. Uh, their final run was Final Fantasy IX. Uh, you'll see game runs of like Final Fantasy Tactics. You'll see like Dragon Quest games. Like uh, they also did a run of Mystic Quest, uh, Ryan, which I thought was amazing. That's I didn't awesome. Know, I didn't I didn't know they could beat a game that fast. How fast the did they beat it? It was like less than an hour, I think. Oh man, Jesus. you should you should you should look it up. It's it's pretty incredible, and the things that they do with the 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 RNG manipulation and the strategies. I love watching those, and I spent a lot of time just kind of in the background, just leaving it on. I would try to catch them, and I'm actually gonna go through a lot of the vibes of the runs that I missed, and uh, that's that was delightful. And they raised more than a hundred thousand dollars this year, which is uh their new record. So you know, congrats to them. Uh, you know, they're raising money for Nami, which is uh, I think. Uh, it's a very good cause in my book. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also playing more games for review, but um, I'm, I'm under embargo on all of them still, except for one, but I haven't booted that up yet, so I'll, I'll have to wait on that one. But, yeah, that's for me. All right. Ryan. Yeah. What'd you play? Um, so I played and finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, Brian, nice. Tell me, please. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> uh, what, did you, what did you think of the, the ending, the how it, uh, how it wraps up and everything? I thought it was perfect, honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was a perfect way to wrap up. I, I think one of the things that that game does best is it builds its world, mm-hmm. and then it lives in it. And it, it doesn't... Um, like, it takes some areas that you would, like, where I thought, oh, okay, this is where this is going to go, this is where this is going to go, and then it doesn't go there. Um, and I think, oh, okay, there's just enough predictability to make it make sense, mm-hmm. but not so much that it gets boring by the end because you already know everything that's going to happen, right? Um, I will say I was a little disappointed in the boss fight at the end. Um, I expected something a little bit more than what we got. Right, but um, I'm sure that that you know in the next one or in DLC will will end up um, uh, fighting is, something. Is a little there more argumentous. is there DLC planned for that game? I wasn't there aware. Is, there is now. Yeah, oh, there okay. is now. There wasn't going to be, but it sold so well and got hmm. such a good critical reaction that they decided to make some. Um, oh. I'm personally, this isn't really a spoiler, because um, he's uh, he's a character from the very beginning of the game. But I'm personally hoping that they use some DLC to flesh out Rost's backstory a little bit more, especially after you sort of get the explanation for everything that went on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that would make some really good DLC. Right. Um, 
But uh, no, I I absolutely love that game. It's um, it's at the top of my game of the year list so far. Um, it's one of my favorite games of the generation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tremendous. The whole so, thing is tremendous. So so compared to Zelda, how much better is it exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, those yeah. are two games that I would not compare. Okay. Um, at this point, having finished it and having put more time into Zelda, I just don't really think they're comparable. Um, Horizon reminds me a lot more of um, The Witcher mixed with Monster Hunter. Um, That's fair. Uh, and and Zelda is just a completely different beast. Um, is it a divine beast? It is a divine beast. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I love the fact that um, even for things that would normally be thought of as sort of tropes in gaming, um, they gave them an in-universe explanation, right? So there's an in-universe explanation for why some of the robots have weapons attached to them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an in-universe explanation for why Aloy is the, if you want to call her a, quote, chosen one, right? There's an in-universe explanation for that, Um there's an in-universe explanation for just about everything that that um, you come across, which I think is great. I think um, I think they did a really good job. I think they've left themselves. One of the smartest things they did is they've left themselves just enough room that you can kind of see where the sequel will go, but still enough unanswered question uh, unanswered questions that you don't know quite where it's going to go. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, sense. I'm trying to, I know I'm sounding pretty vague, but I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Yeah, you have to be because uh-huh. the ending is so revelatory. Yeah. Um, so the, um, I don't know. I, I still think um, there's going to be some surprises in this game. Um, you know, I saw somebody mention that it might be cool um, to have a spinoff um, set. Uh, how do I say this without spoilers? Uh, set before everything goes down, but while everything's going down. Yeah. If that makes mm. sense. Almost like it, since it's Gorilla, right? A first person shooter spinoff uh, during that sort of oh, battle. Oh, well, I see and, what you're getting uh, at. Okay. And I, I feel like that would be really fun. That um, would be. So now, whether or not they're going to have enough time, energy, or effort to put a game like that together. Um, is one thing, but I just feel like um, whether they whether they initially set out to do this or not, um, they've almost got um, sort of a Mass Effect situation on their hands, where I feel like they've built a universe and a uh, sort of a cohesive world that's big enough that you could tell a bunch of different stories in it. Um, so I'm 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 really curious to see where they go from here. But um, the the other thing that I want to say is that. I feel like this game does a better job of making you care about the main character and her motivations than just about anything else I've played, at least in the last couple generations. Um, I feel like um, they did a great job of personalizing the characters in this game. And the graphics definitely help with that. Um, The facial animations definitely help with that. And a lot of the voice acting, there's some voice acting that's questionable, um, but a lot of it's pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've and especially Aloy's voice actor does a fantastic job. Um, so overall, tremendous game. Um, I'm looking forward to more content in that universe. And uh, I was gonna, I, I thought, you know, hey, I've only got some collectible stuff to do to get the platinum. But then I thought, you know what? I'm not. I don't have that time. Like I don't right. have time to to waste just collecting stuff so I can get a platinum trophy that's <laughs> meaningless. Um, 
So I, I packed it back up and um, I'll move on. Yeah, um, yeah. Here, come I also, the, here come the trophy hunters talking about it. you just call yeah, trophies meaningless. They, well, I mean, <laughs> I've got a limited amount of time to play games, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend my time hunting collectibles when I can play something else. Um, and and that's you know that's in a game that I think is one of the best that I've played. So, I mean, if I'm not gonna do it in Horizon, I'm not gonna do it in anything probably. So, um. Yeah. Just like in Zelda, I'm not going to go chase down every um, seed, right? Every Korok seed. I'm not going to chase them down because I don't... I mean, I'll find... I, 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 I smile when I trip across one, um, and I'll use them to, to flesh out my inventory here and there, but I'm not going to go hunting down every single one of them. Oh, God. So speaking of which, I played. we played a lot more Zelda over the last two weeks. Um, I'm getting ready to um, fight the last Divine Beast... Um, I've beat three of them. Which one did you say uh, for last? The the one on Death Mountain. Yeah, that was my last one too. Um, so you can tell. I mean, you don't have to spoil anything. Not that it would really be a spoiler in Zelda. Um, does it follow the same pattern as the other ones? I'm I'm kind of hoping this one's a little bit different than the last two, where you're like you get a companion and then you ride around on some sort of um. You know, either the companion itself or some sort of vehicle, um, and you shoot at parts of the divine beast until you can get on it. Does this one do the exact same thing? Yeah, it's pretty similar. Okay. Uh, it, it does something a little different. You're not riding on anything. Yeah, you're you not riding. To, but yeah. You do have an escort character that you have to be with, yeah. kind of like bring him along. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little different. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm gonna. Um, I'm sure we'll probably end up taking that on tonight, and. Um, uh, but other than that, you know, I've got the Master Sword. I'm, I'm probably 50 or 52 shrines in. Um, and then, uh, so, but once we get this, um, once we get this Divine Beast taken down, we'll we'll head towards Ganon, I guess. Let's get okay. Uh, make, make our way over um, that. Perhaps <laughs> think about, if you want a slightly more satisfying ending... Maybe think about figuring, like looking up, yeah, yeah looking up yeah, where yeah. the memories are and doing that first. Yeah, I need to do that too. I forgot yeah. about that. We've got um, three of those, um, so I need to I need to get some more of those. I forgot there's a um, there's like if knowing knowing your time schedule and everything, I would highly recommend you just YouTube like their location. There's a lot a lot of lot of really nice videos that show you exactly on the map, you know, and where it looks like and everything. So just look one of those up. Kind of, kind of follow it. Just do that. And there's one right at the end of uh, end of the game. And you, after you find that one, there's actually one that unlocks. So when you go into the final dungeon, you get that memory. You actually have to come out again to get the final one. Okay. And, and that'll register. Just, just an FYI. Uh, so you know, uh, so you don't have, you don't waste any time. Okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's um, you know, I again, I think it's a tremendous game, and uh, we're having a blast with it. Um, I um I like um I, I liked actually the this 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 section that I just did in the uh Goron area where the guy's trapped in the cave and you got to blast him out using the cannon. Mhm. Um that was that's actually been um one of my favorite parts of the game so far. Just uh floating back and forth between those islands with all the lava between them and using the cannons to blow up um, you know, big towers with bad guys on them and stuff like that. Um, it was pretty satisfying. So, 
I uh, I really enjoyed the part that we just did. Um, the uh, um, I was not as big a fan. Um, I think the, the the Gerudo area is probably my least favorite part of the game so far, um, at least of the main sort of divine beast areas. Um, I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get into that one as much as I did the Zora one and the uh, Rito one. So, um, but overall, I'm uh, still really enjoying it. And uh, like I said, we should we should be working on finishing it up before too long here. Right. And then uh, I bought just uh, so uh, the Boogeyman had given me Guitar Hero for um, Xbox One, and. Uh, I played some of that this week and then um that sparked up between my wife and i a conversation about rock band <laughs> um so i went ahead because the game only uh version of rock band was only twelve dollars um so i went ahead and picked up the game only version of rock band and uh last night i went back through and started downloading some of my songs again um and uh, i'm sure we'll play some of that this week at some point as well i did have to order on uh amazon some of the little breakaway cables for my Xbox 360 Rock Band instruments, because um, God only knows where they're at. Uh, as much as I thought that was a good idea when they first came out with those controllers with the breakaways at the end, man, oh man, did it turn into a pain in the butt when you're trying to dig out those <laughs> controllers ten years down the line? Or, you're like, where's uh, my breakaway cable? Yeah, where is the breakaway cable? Heaven only knows. So, but anyway, um, that's pretty much it. I did not get a chance to play Injustice. I was going to red box it, and none of the red boxes around here had it. So, at some point, I'll uh, red box it or game fly it or something. Um, and then I, I want to do the same thing with Mass Effect. I thought, though, I'm thinking about just picking up Mass Effect because um, by the time I'm ready to play it, I'm probably going to be able to get it relatively inexpensively, and I own all the other ones, so I almost feel like I have to own this one. There's almost like a peer pressure that goes along with I, that. I still like that game. That game has a bad rap going around, but I still enjoyed that game. Well, and I figure with as long as it's going to... So I should have learned my lesson from Horizon. I decided to Gamefly Horizon instead of buying it, and I should have bought it because um, <laughs> yeah. for as long as it took me, um, I could have just paid for the game uh, and had something else here, right, while I was game flying it. Yeah, renting is good for, like, short games like Injustice 2 where you just play for four hours and you're done with it. Not right. for, like, 30-hour masterpieces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I will eventually buy a copy of Horizon, but um, uh, I'm thinking about just picking up Mass Effect because I think I can probably get it for 30 bucks or so, and that's perfect for oh. me. I mean, unless you're gonna, you're planning on playing it right away, Ryan. You can always wait a little bit longer. Cause yeah, gonna, that's the plan. Yeah, that's it's, it's only gonna get cheaper, you know, like yep. a game like that. Yep. Yep. Oh, and then you know what else I played? Actually, oddly enough, because I um, I forgot that I owned it thanks to Xbox Games with Gold. Um, but I I played part of uh, Rise: Son of Rome. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm. It's not that good. It looks like pretty, game. but that's that's about it, really. It's pretty, but yeah, I'm just not I'm not really a fan of the way it plays. Um, so I probably won't go back and play any more of it unless I'm absolutely desperate for something to play at some point. I really but, like that game. I'm one of the few. Yeah, but uh, that's pretty. That and I mean MLB the Show, which I play all the time. So <laughs> that's pretty. It. Well, speaking of thirty-hour masterpieces, I spent thirty-five hours in Injustice Two. Wow. I don't know how I spent that much time in that game. 
See, if, if that was me, you know, you guys would be like, how do you do it, Chad? How do you make the time for it? You do it, you do it on a weekly basis, though. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I only do it when a game that I really like comes out. Trust me, I'm, uh, I'm thinking it. Mm-hmm. It's just, <laughs> good lord, I played a lot of that game. I beat the story mode 100%, all paths. Mm-hmm. I beat arcade mode with every character. And now my goal is grinding to max out the character so I can start getting level 20 gear. And then you're going to win Evo? No, because no matter how much I play, I could play this game for 250 hours and some dude that just bought it could beat me. I am terrible anymore at fighting games. What do you think that is? Like, do you think it's something like you lose your reflexes or just... I think like it's mindset. I think it's a combination of I don't mm-hmm. my anxiety of playing against somebody else because uh, I, I don't want to lose and I mm-hmm. get stupid and I get aggressive and people just sit back and pick me off. I don't know what you're talking about. If you played me, you'd be you'd, you'd be winning every match, mate. So don't worry too much. As, as John, as as the saying goes, there's always someone better and there's always someone worse. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, there's always, there's always someone better, there's always someone worse, but for as much as I play these games, you're right, Jay, you think I would be an Evo playing NetherRealm games, but man, I am, I am just terrible at which is why I think I like NetherRealm games, because this game has like endless single-player content. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, it's a shining yeah. example of, of content that you don't have to worry too much about going online with. Yeah. I mean, I have played matches because I am reviewing it, so I needed to know how the netcode was, and the netcode is really good. Um, but yeah, I just I just get swamped. In Does anyone games. know how the PC version turned out? Because obviously, no, Mortal Kombat there X. There isn't there, one. There's no PC version. Oh, either. so they turned out very well then. Yeah, it turned out great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the best version of another realm fighting game on PC so far. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. It's wow. uh, yeah. NetherRealm doesn't. NetherRealm doesn't do PC development, and when they make a game, they they, they farm out the port. So it's always Warner Brothers, isn't it? And then they always fuck it up. Uh, the last one, what was it? High Voltage did Injustice, and Iron Galaxy worked a little bit on MKX. If I remember. Injustice Which one you... is on is on PC. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, is it? Yeah. Injustice one is on Vita. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, wow. Yeah, how about that, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, that's the game I spent the absolute most time playing this week. Um, for the first time in a year, I didn't play Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, not one match. Not so long, Overwatch. We knew you so well. Yeah. Well, no, Overwatch will be back next week with the anniversary event, so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't stop, won't stop. No, I'll I'll play I'll play next week for that. Uh, I mean, obviously I'll still be playing Injustice Two. Injustice Two is one of those games, and and that's why I appreciate the polish so much. I can hop into it and for t- you know ten minutes and get something out of it. So, um, I like uh, who's it. who's your main character right now? Anyway, uh, I maxed Harley first. Um, okay, so she's she, cool as well. She. Um, What's my record? Because you can look at your record of matches played. Like she's like hundreds above my next character. Oh wow! Uh, which is now Batman. Uh, I maxed Batman last night, so he's low. I really, 20. I really like Batman in this game. I didn't like him in the first Injustice, but I like the way his combos flow and 
Oh man, that meter burn with his grappling hood is just too good. Yeah, you can too set good. up a second juggle. I mean, he's got yeah. so many setups, it's ridiculous. Like compared to other characters, he has so many more setups than everybody else. Um but no, I like I like um like John was saying, you get the new moves. I like the way they change. So like some just replace old moves while others are completely new moves, and I think that's kinda cool. Uh, kind of changes up how you're playing. Is that with your equipment? It changes. Yeah. So, well, it's not the equipment. It's uh, there's uh, in in addition to the gear, like their loadouts. Mm-hmm. They also have two ability slots, and you'll unlock these abilities, and then you can put them on. You can have two at a time. Some of them take up both slots. Some of them only take up one. Uh, and like I said, some of them are just new versions of old moves. So, like for example, Supergirl's um, kind of like you know. Uh, uppercut punch uh, you can add an ability to allow you to meter burn it so that then you can right. also do like a diagonal shot with it um, one of Harley's is that uh, in place of her uh, cupcake that she throws uh, like it's an arch across the air uh, one of the new moves lets her throw it on the ground so it's like a low attack so mm. it replaces that, that stuff like that's kind of cool it kind of changes up how you play the game so it's pretty neat uh, but yeah, I've, I've played a lot of that game. Uh, at some point, I eventually expect to max out all the characters to level 20, which will take a Ooh. while. I'd expect nothing less of you, Ken. Yeah, yeah. You're probably ashamed that I didn't do it already. I mean... <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't going to say anything, but uh, you wear your shame well. I do, I do. I, I can't help it. Like, I play that game and I'm just like, I'm so happy. I waited two <laughs> years for this game and I'm playing it. Yeah. so happy. I'm just glad. Yes, no, go ahead. I was gonna say it's just great that it, they didn't fuck it up. Not that they would, but it's like you always have a little worry with a game that right. uh, that something you're excited for that something's going to go wrong. But I'm sure you think everything went perfectly well. Well, I mean, there there is things that I have issues with. Um, I wish you know, as much as I play it, I wish you could skip supers. Because I, uh, I see... yeah, they do. Yeah, right. Fair enough. I understand that. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, at this point, it's just all in, a, in in the you know in the in- interest of time for me. Uh, being able to skip supers would help me grind a lot easier. Um, and, and there's little things here and there that annoy me, but yeah, for the most part, the the reason I stopped playing the first game is because I ran out of stuff to do. Uh, but I feel like I mean, 30 hours in, and I've only got two level 20 characters out of like 30 characters. I feel like I'm going to have plenty to do, and I just keep seem to getting seem to keep getting new gear that does new stuff, and I love costumes and the fact that I can make my own costumes in this game is kind of fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm having a ball. It's, I'll probably play this for the rest of the year. This and Zelda will be my two games. That and Overwatch as well. Just keep playing them. Yeah. Um, also playing Rhyme, but I can't talk about that. Um and I played some Shadow Warrior Two. Wang for Xbox One because they finally put it out on console. That game is still good. It's still really good. Um, uh, did did they optimize the game well to sixty frames and everything? Yes, it runs at sixty on Xbox One. Um, oh. haven't really seen a whole lot of issues technically with the game. Uh, it definitely is down resed from the PC version. Doesn't look nearly as good. Um, mm-hmm. but the sixty frames is what matters, and they they pretty much hit that. Um, I still think that game has too much loot, um, for what it is. Like, there's, you're just picking, you, like, you play a level, you probably pick up, like, 40 pieces of loot. Um, and I, I employed the same tactic I did on the PC, I just throw away everything that's not blue or gold. 
So, but no, that game is still really good. If you haven't played it, I, I definitely recommend it. If you buy it right now on console, you get the original and the uh, the new one. It's like a bundle pack. Ooh. I think it's like on sale for like thirty five bucks for both games. So, nice. But no, that's uh, like I said. I didn't play much besides Injustice. That was my that was my flavor of the month. Been waiting on that for a little while. Uh, all right, what's coming out this week? There's a lot of stuff coming out this week. Is there? I'm going to say some games, and you're going to be like, say what? Oh. PC games, patience? No, no, no. I'm cool. The console oh. list is huge. Wow. Uh, Deliriant. I don't know what that is. Yep. Sorry. Nope. Never heard of that. Uh, Embers of Miram. Nope. All right. Eternal Ring. <laughs> nope. The, the way the the yeah. PS2 game. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Funny. What? All right. Yeah, it's coming PS2 to PS4. One of those. Oh. Who asked for that game? That game's not good. It's from Software. It's still not. No, good. no, it's yeah, not. It's not it's, it's not a good game. No, not at all. But it's from Software, and you know how I, there I will be this. articles this week about Eternal Ring, the hidden treasure you never knew was any good. <laughs> oh my god, the, the, the article literally writes itself, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. The, the origins <laughs> of Dark Souls <laughs> from the from the beloved series creators of Dark Souls, Eternal yeah. Ring. Uh, Overwatch Game of the Year Edition. What? So, what with all the DLC? It's one. It, no, there is no <laughs> DLC. Uh, I know that was a joke. It is the one-year anniversary of Overwatch. This special edition comes with uh, ten loot boxes and five anniversary skins. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, also, the Overwatch event starts on Tuesday, the anniversary event. I, I am rubbing my head. Did you see some of those pre-skins? Yes, I skin? did. That soldier skin is balls. That soldier, I want that Zarya skin, too. Yeah, the Zarya skin is amazing. Yeah. I need that Zarya It's like a skin. cyber soldier Russian awesome. Yeah, it's yeah I, need that. I need that and the soldier. Those are my two. Yeah, those, those are two, two. I need. Uh, Portal Knights. Oh, I thought that game was out already. It's in yeah, so early it's access, I think. I've got oh. it on my PS4. That's weird, because it's that on I'm, Tuesday. I'm, it, it's sitting on there, and it keeps getting updated. Huh. I haven't actually even fired it up yet. Oh, well, well, well there you go. Uh, well, it's officially out this week. Uh, Pox Nora? Sorry. What? I, I don't know what that is. Anything to do with chicken pox? I doubt it. Okay. Uh, Puzzle Showdown 4K? So if yeah, you're playing okay. on a PS4 regular, you're screwed. Um, okay. <laughs> Samurai Warriors, the Spirit of Sonata. I, I'm reviewing that game, and... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smugglecraft. What? I think literally just taking two words at random out of the dictionary and putting them together. Yeah. People love craft. As long man. as it says craft, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The craft is the part I'm of surprised. Sells. I'm surprised there hasn't been a big crease... Big increase in craft macaroni and cheese sales. I need some of that. <laughs> they spelled it differently as well. They should call it Minecraft macaroni and cheese. Anybody else for um, some craft some dinner? Huh? Oh, hold up. <laughs> this is a funny tip, but I, I, I typed in craft and I searched it in Steam. Uh, guess how many results I got? There's 25 results per page. How many pages do you expect? Uh, six. I would go with six. 
72. 66. I was oh close. God. 66 times 25. <laughs> That's how many games the word craft is in existence in Steam right now. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, speaking of two words slammed together, Spellspire. Oh. Spellfire. Oh, is that the? Oh, oh, that's the other game I've got. I haven't fired up yet, but um, you've given me to review. I'm really not looking forward to that. I'm so happy. So I I, I, I'm so happy. I hand out all these games for review that you guys don't play. I, I know. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't spell. So hey, 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 Ken. Uh, it's just, as as one great man once said, I never asked for this. Yeah, <laughs> I never asked for Samurai Warriors that's true. That's Nine true. or whatever it is, but I'm I'm handling it. I'll do it. Now, speaking of, um, well, I forgot to ask you. And uh, have you played Hot Wheels yet? The the no, torch. Did they not send that to I you? I asked for a code. They're like, we don't have codes. I'm like, you're full of shit. Yeah, for crying out, I, I was hey, interested in what that would be uh, like. All I'll the workers in the code manufacturing factory mm-hmm. are. Uh, yeah, they're on strike overtime. Yeah. I will, uh, I, I've had I've had I've had some bad. PR experiences over the last couple weeks and let's just say the Injustice PR team did not like me the Friday before the <gasps> game came out. Why? Well, what because they I mean they they flat out lied to my face saying nobody had code and I was talking to somebody through DM on Twitter that had a fucking code. So, yeah. And there was a bunch of reviews on Tuesday. So, you know, if you want to say that I'm not on the list for the first round of codes, I can accept just that. Just say yeah, mm-hmm. just tell me that I'm not a dick. I'll be like, okay, that's fair enough. I'm not a big site, whatever. But don't lie to me and tell me nobody has codes because you, you guys act like we don't talk to other reviewers. <laughs> no, we all just live in a bubble. We all just live in a bubble. Um, just to remember that they're not pe- people making these decisions. Generally, no, you, you you said it right the first time, John. They're not people. <laughs> <laughs> <Remember that>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you ready for the next say what game? Yeah, Star Ocean till the end of time. <laughs> See, that's the same one thing because that kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't expect this. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I will be interested to see how people accept this game because, like, I know there's a I lot like of fans. Game. There's a lot of fans of that game. I want to see how they how they did the port. You know, uh, it's it's probably this is a PS2 classic. So it'll have trophies and stuff, but it'll be basically the same game. I thought it was. And also, I thought they were actually did some work to it. I thought it just wasn't a PS2. Mm, no, nah, I think it's just a PS2 classic. Okay, well then, never mind. Then, it, then it'll yeah. be just the same game with a little better resolution and some trophies. This yeah, so wasn't the last one poorly received, though. Yes, the last but, this, but that wasn't this game. This game is a classic. So. No, yeah, oh, so good. people are probably going to actually receive this quite well if they are looking for something, you know, a little nostalgia, something that was sort of back to form kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It was funny because this game was announced. Around the time where they were actually doing a speed run of this game on RPG Limit Break, so the people on uh, the best on the was it the, the what is it? I don't I don't go to the streaming chat boxes. What are those things called? Chat boxes. Live stream. Yeah, there's there's like a terminology <laughs> for it. I don't. I sorry, I don't know. I just call it. But anyway, a chat like box. fucking stream monsters were going crazy uh, talking about it, like oh the PS4 version is finally coming out and everything. That's kind of neat. All right, the next game is literally say what because I can't pronounce it. Um, Utawarumono, the Mask of Deception. That's a Nisa game, isn't it? Uh, Nisa or Exceed, I don't remember. Or maybe it's Atlas. Oh, wait, do you say Night Alone or some mask or something? Or why is this? 
is this this is from Aqua Plus. Aqua Plus, really? The fighting game guys? Uh, no, it's an SRPG. It's a fast-paced SRPG. Utah Wa Ray Rumono. Not Ray Romano. Yeah. Oh, Ray, oh, oh, <laughs> Ray oh. Romano. That is actually, I know that series, it was based off of a PC SRPG series that had uh, like explicit scenes and stuff like that in it. And apparently the story was good, and they started making an anime off of it. And then now there's like a game that's, you know, obviously like PG-13 or whatever for consoles, so that's a thing. It says it's published by Aqua Plus, but I swore that I got an email from, like, Nisa or Atlas about this game. You're probably right. Uh, two more of the arcade classics are coming to PS4 this week. Neo Geo's The Last Blade, uh, the Last Blade and World Heroes 2. They're churning them out. Yeah, it seems it's weird because like one system will get a game two weeks before another system, and that system will get a game two weeks before the other system. Like it's weird. Like the releases aren't in parity between the three machines getting these arcade mm. games. Uh, Bugs Box. Any relations to Bugs Bunny? No. No. Okay. Friday the thirteenth, the game. It's actually coming out. It's wow. actually out next Friday. The 13th. Wow, out of, the 13th. Out of, a game coming out of early access is always surprising to me. Yep. It's, it's like a development hell nowadays. It's it's coming. Okay. Uh, get Even. I think that was a movie title. Uh, I've actually seen this. like a first-person game. Uh, I don't know much about it, though. Uh, Guilty Gear XRD Revolution 2. Uh, I think it's Revelator too. Actually, is it Revelator? Revelation? Mm-hmm. Re- it just—it's called Rev. Yeah, it's Rev two. The Rev first two. one, it was called Revelator, so I assume it's Revelator two. There you go, Revelator two. And Rhyme. Finally, is out on Friday. Uh, Unit four. Really? Yeah. Okay. Unit four. Welcome to the first three. Who knows? Probably the same thing that happened to the first Leonard movies. <laughs> uh, Disgaea five complete. Yes, uh, a game That's, I for, uh, a game I forgot to talk about. Uh, Ultra Street Fighter Two: The Final Challengers. <laughs> I played oh, that. Geez. I've had that for like right. two weeks. <laughs> it's Street Fighter Two, I guess. It's Ultra Street Fighter Two. Yeah, yeah. It's um, we we can't talk about the netcode till after launch, so hmm. my review will not be out until after I launch. Th- I thought that game been out for a long time. No. Oh, okay. No. I thought it, I thought it was a launch title for some reason. Nope. No. Yeah, sure. Yep. That's out on Friday. Uh, nothing for the 3DS this week. So let's go over to our fun system, the PC. Oh God! That, none of that was PC. Wow. <laughs> nope. That was all console. All console, baby. That's a lot of games in one week, man. Yeah. A lot of crap lot. games. Man, there's not. You never know. There's not a good. There's not a good one this week. I'm, I'm depressed. Uh, I mean, the closest thing you got to there's a There's a game called the Nose Goes, where you literally play as a nose. That's pretty exciting. Okay. That is pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no fun names. There's Balthazar's oh. Dream. That's about the funnest game. How about Grey Men? A post-apocalyptic band reunion. What? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> This or, has, does it have anything to do with music? 
I don't know. It's, it literally has early access in parentheses. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Walker Man. Walker Man! Walker Man! <laughs> Lizard Man! Lizard Man! There sure are a lot of these little visual novel indie games coming out on Steam nowadays. Sure. I wonder if any of them are really good. You want to talk about uh, the most exciting game coming to Switch? What? Owlboy was confirmed to be coming to Switch. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. good. I saw that. Yeah. I'm jumping I right into news, yes, in case you can't tell. That, that might be a good uh, platform to play that on. I, I'm just happy it's coming to console, because up until now it's only been PC. The the Has only it? problem oh, with Owlboy on the Switch is that the, the way the game is designed, it's really zoomed out super far during certain sections of the game. So having that in a tiny screen in your hand might not be so pleasant compared to... They might have done something different. Maybe, maybe, hopefully. Uh, Overwatch Season 4 is coming to a close. Uh, Of course, the anniversary event starts on Tuesday. What do you think the best-selling game in April was? April? April, Mass Effect. (laughs) Um... April... Uh, I think I know the uh, Mario Kart. If you Ghost know the answer, Recon. that doesn't count. Yeah, I do know the okay. answer. It's Mario Kart. It's Mario Kart. Okay. You want to hear the okay. craziest thing that was on the NPD top ten? What? Call of Duty Black Sweet. Ops Two. Oh yeah, backwards compatibility, wasn't it? Yep. Call of Duty also, Black Ops Switch. Two. Switch was the best-selling console. Well, obviously. what was what was number two and three then? Uh, I don't remember if I had the numbers. Let me take a look. I can't even find a Switch. Yeah, I know. Uh, number two was uh, Persona 5. Hey. Yeah, boy. Number three was Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Number ten was Call of Duty Black Ops 2. That's fucking That's crazy, it, man. It's crazy, it is crazy, isn't it? And it was in the sale, because um, Xbox put out a sale last week, didn't it's they? Still, oh, it's be... still like a five-year-old game. <laughs> Saying that, that wouldn't be in the MPD numbers either, because that was just last week. So, Jesus, that'll probably be the next month as well. Oh, my God. God, Mass Effect was number seven. This list is weird because, like, NBA 2K17, Grand Theft Auto V, and Overwatch are also still on the list. They uh, they don't count digital sales on that list, though, right? No. Um, they started counting digital, I think, um, but they still don't count Walmart or something. Do they sell a lot of games, Walmart? It's Walmart. Well, Walmart's very popular, so... I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I'm, we don't have Walmart over here, so I don't know. Walmart is probably the biggest department store in America, so, yeah, they probably sell a okay. couple games. <laughs> okay, okay, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Destiny 2 had a big uh, reveal stream this week. It uh, did, you know? that. Let's talk about that. You saw it, right, Ken? I didn't watch it. I don't. Destiny's not uh, a game for me, so... John, you've seen it, right, buddy? Yes, I did watch it. I was quite impressed with some of the changes they're making, especially to the the clan system and the the what do they call it? Um, guided games. I thought they were yeah. smart ideas. Did you um, say the clown system? The <laughs> clan. Oh, clan yeah. system. Pennywise is going to join you on that. I was like, why do I not remember anything about clowns in the first one? You didn't play. You didn't play to the end game. Uh, no, no, you, you had to look it through the, the website. It was one of those cryptic cards, you know, you got to look it up. Yeah. The, the oh, the noir, the, not yeah. noir, um, grimoire, that's mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, 
I did burn out after 120 odd hours of Destiny, um, but it looks like they have learned lessons from that release. As long as they're going to uh, have a more refined single player component, but also kind of make it easy for people to jump in and cope when they want to. And if they just stop with all of the different types of currencies, because that's what really annoyed me about the first Destiny. Every time that there was like a kind of change, suddenly there's a different currency we have to worry about, that like collection right. that we needed to upgrade. And it got... So, you, needed, you needed graph charts and, and spreadsheets to, to be able to work out what you needed to upgrade your, your favourite weapon. And that, that was ridiculous. It really got silly. So if they can scrap all that, which, again, sounds like they might have done... Um, I'll be I'll be up all up for, for heading back in there, and you know it seems like you're going to have more interaction with other characters in the single player, especially mm-hmm. the the four. Oh, sorry, the yeah, three. yeah. Uh, now that um, you mention it, that seems really exciting to me because what really disconnected me from a story point with Destiny is that none of these characters really stood out, right? I mean, you have these characters like you have this cool robot hunter dude, you know, voiced by Nathan Fillion. You know, it's supposed to be yeah. the epitome of awesome and cool. But he never does anything. He just chills out at the at the Citadel and just does nothing other than just say a couple of quips. But now you're going to be doing missions with them. You're going to be doing missions for them in these really exotic locations. Really delve into these characters, which end up being anchors to the world and the universe as a whole. Mm. I think that's, I think a, they, that's a very important thing. I think what they were hoping with the first game is that you didn't need to have these characters because you'd be playing with your friends. Um, but I, that took away from the story without having characters that are, as you say, anchors to that world. You don't get the story in the way you want. Uh, Grimoire cards isn't a way to tell your story. Really Interactions not. with NPCs are. So if that's what they're going to do, you know, it, apparently it's going to be like uh, Cade's going to be on one planet and that's where you're going to go visit that one. And uh, Cora is going to be on another. And it's. And I should imagine each of those are going to have their own sets of levels where you're working with those people. And again, hopefully they're imparting uh, information about the story and the history. So you've got some exposition there. You haven't got to delve into these grimoire cards, uh, which, you know, is is ridiculous, to be fair. Um, it, it, that sounds like a great move. And again, that's that'll get me invested because I did plan, spend a lot of time playing on my own. I did have a fire team and there was a few of us play and we would do strikes and and raids but very rarely did we sit or team up with the single player stuff that was more kind of i did that on my own and right. if that's more of a focus and i'm all in and uh the best thing about destiny 2 is something that everyone got really excited about and it's a silly thing too but as far as uh quality of life improvements is the best not having oh, to go yeah. back to orbit yeah that's gonna yeah. like literally if you spend like a hundred hours playing destiny 20 of that hour is just stuck in orbit, just going back mm-hmm. and forth, loading. So just ha- just getting rid of that is just really it nice. It wouldn't surprise me if when they started building the engine and the, the, the framework for two, that was literally the first thing on the, the That is the is, biggest complaint. I we have to get rid of that yeah. loading from one to the other because it, it, it seemed absolutely pointless. And so, yeah, a big thumbs up uh, if they... Uh, uh, implement that so that'll be cool yep and uh personally as far as the destiny 2 reveal thing goes i'm cautiously optimistic i think like john said um they learned a lot from their mistakes from the previous one they really took a lot of the criticisms of the original game which for 
uh, I think they really needed to be addressed, like directly, you know, by by the community. But they well, yeah. did build a they did build a universe. They did build a game that a lot of people really delve into. You know, I call it the I call it Baby's first MMO, but I don't say it to disrespect people who play it or the game itself. I just say it because the accessibility of it, I think, has some it has some appeal that no other MMO has. You know, it's on consoles. You know, it's a first person shooter. Go ahead. They need to get rid of the MMO status. It's not an MMO. It shouldn't be an MMO. It should be this game where you have a single-player component that you can play co-op with friends, and then on the flip side of that, you have the strikes and the raids uh, for, for teaming up uh, with your mates when you want to go and have a more of a challenge. I don't need it to be an MMO. I need it to have those components separately, but also kind of integrated, if you see what I mean. So, like, for example, I can go on my own partway through the story, um, interact with these characters that the uh, Bungie have introduced, or, you know, at least uh, plumbed up more for the sequel. But then when evening comes, I want to do a raid, I can do that simply from the game director at the beginning. I don't, you know, loot's fine, but when you start talking about MMOs, you start talking about all of these currencies and grinding and things, and that's Mm -hmm. the sort of stuff that turned me off of it. And that's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see all of that mm. stuff. I want to just have get into the action, have fun, whether I want to play on my own or whether I want to do raid or strike with my friends. That's what they need to do. I think they'll cater towards your playstyle a bit more because of the ease of finding groups and stuff like that. With the what, what was that system that they called? Like guide, ga- guided game. Yeah, guided games. That those are, that's a nice implementation for people that don't want to always play with their friends or play with uh, like a set group of people. That's nice, but I think as far as the MMO front goes, I think they're double downing on that. There's going to be a lot more loot. There's going to be a lot more like grinding for this and that, and currency no, that's mind. not going to change. But the yeah. grinding stuff was. It says the grinding. Grinding is still going to be real. But think, right? if they're going to introduce these new things like the lost sectors, they need. More, I mean, because how many times did you go and find a beacon and uh, do the beacon to grind it, and it just got. Over and over again, it got incredibly repetitive. If they're going to go down that route, then yes, we need to see more interesting content and not just recycled stuff that you're constantly doing. And as I say, after a while, it eats you. No, no matter how good the, the, the shooting felt in that game, after 100 odd hours, I was like, I really don't want to have to do another run of this same right. mission that I've done 70 or 80 times before. And from you know, from the the presentation, they're talking about these things like lost sectors, where they're going to you know have secret areas. You're going to have to go and actually find. It's not going to be pointed out to you. They're going to have more interesting events uh, in you know the the timed events that they do. There's going to be a, ca- a schedule for them, so you can actually get where you need to go to enjoy them. Schedule, 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 schedule. I'm British, and that sort of <laughs> stuff is. It is fine. The content has to be there, though. You're right. The game's going to live and die by its content, and that's why I'm cautiously optimistic, because I was there day one for Destiny. They sold me on Mm. this whole game they wanted to do. And I played that game for 20, 30 hours, enjoyed it, uh, and then I got to the end game, and there was nothing for me to do. And I was super bored until the Mm. first raid came out, like, literally weeks, maybe a month away afterwards. They need to launch with a raid as well, at least. They are. They they are uh, launching with uh, one raid. Yeah, they're launching with a raid. Yeah, because, I mean, I understand what they were saying, that they wanted people to get used to the game, get the equipment they're going to need for the raid. But at this point, people are pros. And they've played, you know, some of them have been playing Destiny for the whole two, three, sorry, three years that it's been in running. And 
to have something like that missing, it, it would be daft. But um, so yeah, they'll need to launch with yeah. one of those. I'll, uh, I'm personally thinking about obviously one of the other big things they was talking about. Destiny Two is finally going to be on PC, uh, and it's also launching on Blizzard's uh, BattleNet app, you know, platform. Which not launching I, at the same time, though, is it? Is it not? No, it's been delayed. Really? I didn't hear about yeah. that. I have to look it up. Do you know the exact timing, or did just... no? They've yeah. they've not given a date. Okay. Well, either way, uh, it's nice to see them kind of implemented into the the battle network because I think that platform is really good because it the way it updates, the way it kind of handles your friends list. I think that's always done really well. So I'm looking forward to that and. Um, yeah, just seeing that game at you know sixty frames per second at higher resolution, which is something that I don't think they're going to be able to do even on PS4 Pro. Uh, they could probably cool. do it on Scorpio, but they're not allowed <laughs> to talk about it till E3 apparently, which is dumb. But well, whatever. They won't. I don't think Destiny will be at uh, Xboxes. Uh, well, well, it won't. Well, don't think it will be. It it's, won't be at Xbox presentation. Yeah, it's, is seeing, it? it's the marketing deal is with Sony. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look back at Destiny One. The Xbox crowd is heavy there. There's a big, yeah. There's a big Xbox following for that. The, the game. 360 crowd for Destiny was pretty. It intense was huge, because, yeah. yeah. And now those guys have upgraded. I mean, some of them went to PS4, some of them went to Xbox One, but I still think that game will do well on Xbox One. It'll probably be. Oh, I'm it'll probably be number two uh, on the list because the PS4 will be the dominant one for sure. But mm. well, saying that, that though, just. Doesn't Call of Duty still sell more on Xbox One than it does on PS4? Just because of the I legacy? I think that's not since, not since lately. Yeah, I think no. that's oh, okay. floated over the last couple games over to PS4. Ah, okay. Well, there's enough PS4s out there, I guess. Isn't there? So, yeah, it's kind of hard more. not to sell more when you've got double the amount of systems out there. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, that's, I'm that's with you, Jay. I I am very hopeful of yeah. you know they said the right things in this presentation, and I know why they did it now and not at E3. Because they would have had to share a booth and put it all on Sony. They wanted their own message getting out there. Sure. Great, I great move. move. Yeah. Um, I know there are so many people, uh, like Twitter was lighting up uh, when during that conference, at least in my timeline. I don't follow too many people, but you know, among those you know, I played Destiny with before, they were really excited. They're really positive with the messaging and everything. And they still have this really tight-knit community. So I, I really like to see them kind of like, kind of grow as a community as a whole and how positive they're being about the game. That's always nice to see. So excited mm. for the game. I, I really hope it does well. Yeah, I think it'll, no, do. it'll do well. The market behind that is going to mm. be immense. Yep, I think it'll do really well. Uh, speaking of games coming out, uh, if you want to check out that ARMS game, uh, Nintendo's running a test fire uh, for that game uh, this coming weekend and the weekend after at specific times. That game has a really awesome art style. I just wonder if it's going to be any good. Uh, I think it's going to be like... Pokken, where it's going to be a good game, it's going to be very enjoyable, and have a lot of hidden depth and strategy, but I don't think it's going to take off like as much as Nintendo would like it to. Yeah. That's the way I if, feel. If any of the ARMS characters become characters in Smash Brothers, you know they made it. Yeah, it seems likely, right? Yeah. I don't know, I hope that game is good. Uh, from what I've seen of it, I don't think it looks that interesting, but I'm certainly willing to give it a shot. Uh, right. I will probably download the test fire, see if I like it. Uh, Gwent is hitting open beta this week. Man, yeah. that thing is in beta forever. Yeah, I know, for a card game, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, yeah. 
Nintendo Switch is getting a Splatoon bundle with uh, Splatoon colored Joy Cons and a Pro Controller. That looks awesome. Yep. It, it comes with a Pro Controller. No, they're doing a, a neon pink and green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, not gonna, oh. they're not going to give. They don't you... give anyone. No. I, I was about to say, like, wow, you buy a Switch, you get a Pro Controller for free. I was like, wow, I might do that. No. When the controller is uh, like seventy bucks, right? Eighty bucks. Yeah. Seven, when's that come out? Splatoon is in July. That's probably when we'll end up getting a Switch. Yeah, Nintendo that, is doing one that big and game. Arms are the two games that my son is most interested in. Yeah, they've got okay. a they've got a big game every month. Like this month, I mean, it, big or not, it's Street Fighter, and then next month is Arms, and then the month after Splatoon. Smart release schedule when you're running up to E3, and then obviously beyond up to Mario, Super Mario, which will be yeah, which will be. September, October time, I'm sure. But it's a, it's a good move where they've got all of these indie games hitting the store, but then you've got these big titles once a month keeping people interested. I, I think this is a really good time to release your games on Switch because you have this kind of, whether you like it or not, it's, it's a drought-up game more or less for sure, Switch. Sure. And because of that, people are willing to take risks and buy games and try games that are not really up their alley. Like, for example, this guy of Fire Complete has over 100,000 pre-orders. For for a complete uh, for the Switch version, and that's more pre-orders than they got for the PS4 version, and that's awesome, man. Like I, I love this guy as a series, and seeing new people try it out because you know they don't really have that many other things to play is a really good incentive. So yeah, yep. just get those games out there on Switch. Absolutely, uh, Bomberman sold a lot, and that game's not very good. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, just it, just annoyed that Bond didn't. I was going to just know Boynton of Isaac still hasn't come to the UK store yet, which is annoying. Okay. I mean... That's my opinion. Maybe the UK store doesn't want shit on there. Uh-huh. Uh, if 2017 couldn't get any better, South Park, the Fractured Butthole, has a release date oh, of October man. 17th. You saw that new trailer, Ken? Yeah, dude. It's so, it's so it's good. It's so good. Oh, I can't I wait for that really game. I am really excited for that game. Yeah, yeah. That's probably going to be, the, and that's why I can't do a game of the year yet. That game's probably going to be on my top ten. You're right. Say. Oh, it looks so good. Uh, what else is going on? I'm trying to go back and hit some of the stuff. Uh, Xbox update for Xbox One is out, adds arenas to Killer Instinct, which is a very cool feature. I hope they expand on it. Um, also added Dolby Atmos support, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, other than that, the, I mean, the update is nice. Uh, there's a new party overlay, so you can see who's talking. Little little things, it's not a big update, so. Uh, Arena is obviously the biggest thing, and I really hope that they expand on that for other games, so. Uh, who liked Hitman? Me. I, I liked Hitman. Hitman. Didn't there's, play it. There's probably not going to be any more Hitman games from developer IO Interactive. Well, that does depend on how enticing IO is without it. Well, that also depends on if Square sells them with the Hitman IP or not. Well, that's what I mean. Is that what I mean? They are a very, very competent developer. Let's face it. There's no denying that. But that Hitman license is going to be a deal buster for some, uh, some uh, you know, a company that does want to buy it. And that's up to Square whether they decide that they, if they're going to sell it, that if they can only sell it with the Hitman license, they might have to give it up. Hey, if Nintendo wants to sell more Switches, 
<laughs> by, by the well, Hitman IP along with IO Interactive? Mm, How crazy would well, that be? A lot of people are saying, oh, Microsoft should buy them. But, I mean, if to keep them alive, yes, I think Microsoft uh, could certainly be a uh, potential buy, but I, I don't think they'd buy it without, without the Hitman license. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it would be a better buy for Microsoft to put them in their first-party stable and put them working on a new IP. Yeah. I think that would be the Hit- best. For I mean, Hitman obviously would be a huge first-party game. Mm. Like, if you had that exclusive on your console, that's a big deal. But I also like new IP, and I think IO is a very talented developer. I mean, they Ooh. made Freedom Fighters, okay? <laughs> that game is pretty goddamn fantastic. So, It's a shame. I, I don't understand Square. I, I don't understand this. Squeenix. Um, it's that company, the decisions they make over the last few years are becoming increasingly bizarre, and you know, bearing in mind that this news broke and then like two hours later, they were basically saying, oh, we've had a record year and, and this, that and the other. We've been pre- doing brilliantly. And I'm thinking, what? Then why do you need to feel the need to sell a company that's all right? They might not be selling millions and millions and millions of copies of Hitman, but the the reception that that game got was incredible. Um, well, not to certainly... mention they did it, not to mention they had the the, the strange sort of, and I mean, it worked, but the strange release schedule with the original package and then season add-ons after that, mm-hmm. and then they released the full game later. But they did; it, they made that whole drip feed of content work, and that was one thing that a lot of people had reservations about, was that, oh, you, you're blocking it up into different, you know, five different episodes and stuff like that, but it worked. And the fact that they bought then the package out, obviously, as a full thing, which they said they were going to do from the start. Yep. You know, that's... I uh, just... Uh, let's <sighs> let's talk about the dissonance between publisher and developer, okay? When in... Back in 2000, 2016, in November, there was an article on PlayStation Lifestyles.net where they talked to the developers of Hitman, IO Interactive, about their feelings about how well Hitman has done in 2016. Mm. And they said they were actually... Very happy. They were pretty happy with the sales number. And it was not just a sales number that they got from the very first week of the game. Because it's, it's like like Ryan was saying, this is kind of like a drift fleet of content. You kind of continuously release things. So there was a lot of jump in point. Because of that, the game consistently sold. You know, And mm. because of that, the, the sales number for that initial week might be lower than you what would think. But because it kept selling, it added up to be a very good number. So Slide when... Yeah, when a when a developer says they're pretty happy with the sales of a game, and the publisher then goes on afterwards, a few months later, to call it a failure, that tells me there is a dissonance between the publisher and the developers and what they were trying to get. What as they far expect, as goal. yeah, yeah. So, but then they, they this is also coming from the developer that said um, Tomb Raider sold three million copies, but it was a failure, and that's that's ridiculous. It really is. I don't I don't know what that. I don't know what what they're talking about as far as numbers goes and how many copies they're gonna sell. Not every game is gonna sell like Final Fantasy Fifteen with like no. a fucking billion dollars of marketing money, you know, marketing dollars behind the deal. So I don't understand. Maybe it, they're just kind of they they have like a disconnect between what the market value is and how many people are buying these games because there are plenty of games that end up going to sell hundred thousand copies and they call it a rousing success. 
because that's far beyond their expectations of the game, you know. So when you sell over three million copies and they say it's a failure, then um, what are you? What were you expecting? You're not Call of Duty, you know. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't understand. And again, that that talks to the the what you were saying about what I po- uh, a developer thinks class of success against a a publisher, and if they're setting unrealistic targets, then they they are going to be disappointed with the the sales when you know. Tomb Raider sells three million, which any you know anybody any any half decent publisher would take that as a success. So uh, it doesn't seem to make any sense to me that they would get shot of IO um, because again, I, I would imagine that's if, if the developer said, "Oh, we're we're pleased with how it sold," but they are it just bumps. and it, it just bumps me out because I was one of the people that was singing the praises for Hitman. I was at first like very skeptical of a game like hitman being episodic but when i really delve into it and see how they did the elusive uh targets how they did like the the, the was it uh, the 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 player mace uh player made like maps and hits and yep. stuff like that and that really added to the content and the sheer variety of the ways you could take on your target i would play a, a, the same map four or five times and still you know, still have like six, seven more ways I could take take out a target, and that was great. It it kind of made me want to play that same level over and over again, which really makes the game itself like thrive because that's how the game is designed to be played. So yeah. when I would coin Hitman as one of the biggest successes of episodic gaming, along with games like Resident Evil Revelation, Resident Evil Two Revelations, where they did the whole weekly basis for the episode, I thought that was perfect for that game and the the tone and the pacing for it. And uh, Hitman is such a good game. They did it right. They kept supporting the game, and they made it good all the way to the end. Every single mission in that game is stellar. And then all of a sudden, the publisher says, oh, they didn't sell enough copies, so we're just going to throw this away. And that just, that just breaks my heart, man. If I can, a developer makes a great game, they, they go up against the odds, they succeed in all, all aspects that I can possibly think of, and then they're thrown aside because they didn't mean some random-ass number some executive decided to put down for the number, not having a clue on what the yeah. marketplace is like. So, it just shows they're out of touch. That. Yeah. How much do you want to create your own Sonic character? That's just been my dream. My Not at all. As a matter of yeah. fact, as a matter fair, of fact yeah. I can't think of anything I'd rather do less. <laughs> I, I, I already have a sketch of the character that I'm going to make. He's called Negasonic. And what he is that he's... Not really. No, I don't, I don't so, have so what you're saying is Sonic Forces is for mm-hmm. your furry fan fiction because it lets you create your own custom character. I'm not sure if you'll be able to connect your Deviant Art account to the game, but you, yeah, you should be able to. You should be able to. You should, you should have, there's a, there should be a button. You should be able to log in. Just pull out your fan art. Just start drawing it. It's, it's fine. My fucking, my fucking relationship with Miles Prower. I mean, come on. Hey, man. Tails don't lie. Tails don't lie. He's got two tails for a reason. <laughs> Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, Ubisoft had their comfort. Their Earnings call this week, they announced that Assassin's Creed Empires, I believe is what it's called, will be out by March 2018. Origins, I think they've renamed it. That's stupid. Um, mm-hmm. Far Cry 5 was officially confirmed, no details yet. And Three. because everybody asked for it, The Crew 2. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> They're making a sequel to The Crew? Yes. 
it sold wow. really well, apparently. Yeah, how about that? You shit? know, unlike Hitman, like I nobody talked about the crew that I know of. Like nobody. Uh, yeah. I got the crew for free and haven't played it. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's not true. That's not true. I did play it for like five minutes, and I thought, man, I'm glad I didn't spend any time on this or money on this. Uh, Phantom Dust. That came out. It did, and you know what? I played it again, and you know what? <laughs> Doesn't hold up, I don't think. It's cool uh, that they put it out for free, though. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm one of the people who really loved that game and felt like it got kind of a... Uh, a raw deal when it first came out. Not enough people played it, even though it was twenty bucks. It was twenty bucks when it first came out. Yep. Um, but uh, playing it now, it does not hold up. Yeah, it's still it's still an interesting game, and it's free, so go download it and check it out. Yeah. But don't expect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think probably I think it might be more appealing for people who'd never played it before. Sure. Uh, There's so, some cool mechanics there, but. So- uh, yeah. Going back to the crew for a second, if I if I may, <laughs> well, uh, that'd be the first no, time anybody has ever used that, that <laughs> statement. <laughs> so I was curious about how well that game reviewed to see if it deserved a sequel, right? Yeah. So it's sitting at sixty two percent in Open Critic, which is you know obviously cl- uh, classifies as a weak score. And I look at one of the top scores and I see a familiar name called Drew Litchman. <laughs> <laughs> and you gave it an eight out of ten. So, if, Drew was, if Drew was here, he would have defended the crew. So no, no, it. we we played quite a bit of the crew when it came okay. out, and it's not it's not going to set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. But what it I did, hope was, not. That would be really irresponsible. That's true. <laughs> but it was it was it had some neat ideas. I just okay. don't think that there's a reason for a sequel. <laughs> Oh, you know what else is getting a sequel? NASCAR Heat. Oh, there's no reason for that either. Damn, I mean, the the one week that Drew's not here, I mean, you know, we could really use his expertise about NASCAR. Turn left. Yeah, turn left, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> you know what, I used to love the NASCAR games, so I'm not going to... Yeah, but no, this isn't this isn't <laughs> this isn't those games. This is a different developer. They released one last year. Um, that was terrible, wasn't it? Apparently, uh, yeah. Oh, EA's EA's NASCAR games in the early two thousands were great. Yeah, those were really well done. But these, yeah. Speaking of games you haven't heard of in a long time, the guys behind Parappa the Rapper, Guitaru Man, and Owen Don. I've started a Kickstarter for a new game. Rabbit is it Rabbit Rap Beat? I think it's uh, Project Project Rap, Rap Rabbit. Rap Rabbit. I say yeah. Yes, and I want this to succeed more than almost anything in my life. Is it like I, wow. one and a half million or something? It's a ridiculous number that I don't think is going to happen. But when I heard the pitch for this game and the way that it works, I want to play it so bad. I, I like all the three games that you mentioned as far as, like, Guitar Man, Owendan, uh, what was the last one? Uh, Parappa. 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 Yeah, Parappa. yeah I, li- I like all three of those games. I especially love Guitar Man uh, and Owendan. I think Owendan should have gotten so many more sequels than only two. And one, only we only got one game here in the States, which is a goddamn shame. But anyway, like, those games, I think, deserve to be played by more people. But... Boy, is this Kickstarter not doing well right Yeah, now. it's not doing well, uh, and it's unfortunate because if you've read anything about the way this game works, so it's based on freestyle rap. So instead of, like, you know, hitting buttons 
to match the rhythm. Instead, you are having a rap battle between two characters. And as the as the one side raps, you will see these words that are like keywords. And you hit the button to focus on that word for your rebuttal rap. <laughs> and it just sounds fantastic. Well, you never know. Maybe it will hit. I mean, I want to play. I want to play this game. I I just want to play this game because it just looks fantastic. Speaking of, um, we didn't talk about this. Speaking of games that I can't wait to play that I never expected to get another version of, um, supposedly before the end of June, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World is supposed to hit Steam Early Access. Yeah, I heard about that. Which I am super pumped about. I mean, I'm not so pumped about Steam Early Access, but I'm, I'm super pumped <laughs> about that series getting another mm. uh, right. another entry because, man, those games are good. I, I've never played a single one of those games. Try to sell me on why they're great because I know a lot of people love them. So Fire Pro is... Um, if you're a wrestling fan, it's great for a couple reasons. It's great, number one, because... The original games, and even Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, quite honestly, on PS2, um, do not give a fuck about um, making characters that look just like real wrestlers and just naming them something different. Um, But they're all completely customizable. So within three days, there will be a... uh, a download to rename them all the people that they actually are, right? So you've got this game that has all these wrestlers from around the world. Japanese wrestlers, Mexican wrestlers, American wrestlers, Canadian wrestlers, all over the place, right? You couple that with this 2D um, uh, sort of isometric uh, camera, right? Um, The animations are amazing, and the gameplay is fantastic. It's all timing-based. So... When you lock up, instead of pushing a button to grapple like you would in uh, the 2K series of wrestling games, when you when you walk into somebody, it starts the grapple animation, and you have to time your button press to when they actually lock up. And whoever does the timing better is who gets to pull the move off. Hmm. Um, <laughs> there are weak moves, medium power moves, and strong moves. You can't do strong moves too early in the match. You have to build to them. Um, and the, the, the strong moves and the medium moves has a, have a higher chance of getting um, reversed. So you have to kind of build like a real, uh, like a real quote-unquote uh, professional wrestling match would build. Um, you got to start out with some of the smaller stuff and then build to a climax. Um, in addition to that, it has some stuff that um, American wrestling games just have never had any interest in doing. Um, like barbed wire death matches, oh yeah, nice landmine death matches, and electrified <laughs> electrified cages, all of which have actually been done in Japanese promotions, particularly a Japanese promotion called FMW. Wait, hold hold up. There were literal landmines, landmine in death match. Yep, go look it up. It's not they're not Holy actual shit. landmines. <laughs> okay. What they do is they rig uh, they rig ex- like um, controlled explosives under these boards. Uh, but yeah, there been, if you look up FMW um, exploding deathmatch, uh-huh. you'll you'll find some. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm typing that in YouTube right now, and then I'll you play should. it later. Okay. Yeah, you should. Um, 
The uh, but uh, anyway, they uh, it's it's just the gameplay is phenomenal. It's completely unlike anything that modern wrestling games do. Um, it's just a blast. It's a blast. It's so good. This is a testament to how good it is. It's so good you can set up a simulation match, and I used to do this on Fire Pro Wrestling D on Dreamcast all the time. You can set up a simulation match between two wrestlers and um, just let it play without touching it, and it feels like a real match to the point that the AI they give them, you can control the AI of all the characters when you're not controlling them. So you can make it more aggressive. You can make it so they go to the top rope more. You can control how much they use some of their moves to the point that you can make the AI behave exactly the way it should. Um, they're just incredibly customizable. So I'm very excited. That that <laughs> okay. That's, back. Is, I, I like how off the walls and crazy this sounds like. So the, the more arcadey aspect of it will more likely like, intrigue me to play more than the simulation aspect of it. So that sounds good. You You should. Uh, okay. I don't. I, you definitely should. So right. this might wash the terrible taste out of your mouth of that Xbox Live arcade game, where you could play as your avatar. Yeah, I don't want any, that. Doesn't even count. <laughs> that doesn't even count. It's the not last, even a game, man. The last Fire Pro game they made is Fire Pro Returns for the PlayStation Two, which was actually really good. Uh, but unfortunately, is uh, does not work on backwards compatibility, um, at least very well. No, no, no. no I'm sorry. Um, it does, but it glitches out big time in the menus on PS3. Obviously, yeah, doesn't work on PS4. Uh, a couple of quick hits. Microsoft says there is no Halo Three anniversary, so stop asking. Um, when would that anniversary be? That'd be the God. I don't remember, but they don't do it on the anniversary. They just fucking do it whenever they want. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh, I can't think of another game series, by the way, that I used to be so invested in that I just could not care less about now than Halo. <laughs> yeah, Halo is... Uh, it's, it's still that, a that makes good me game. sad, dude. It's still a like, good game, it's I, just not what it used to be. Like, Halo 1, 2, oh my god, the, the hours of time that I put playing it with my friend on his Xbox, it's just one of my favorite memories of gaming and it just doesn't exist to me anymore and I don't even care about it. That makes yeah. me sad. Halo 3 was but, like the pinnacle of that series and then it just started rolling downhill. Well, didn't 343 say that there wouldn't be Halo 6 at E3 but they have got something to show so I wonder yeah, what that is. it'll be a fucking teaser at the end with Master Chief. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, crap. Uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Oh, yeah. Um... And Tom Brady is the cover athlete for Madden 18. Unlucky. <laughs> Patriots Unlucky fans for the like, Patriots. No! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's about it. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a lot of news because we weren't here last week and there was a lot of things that happened last week. I do have some emails, though. All right. Uh, this first one comes All from right. Antonio. It says, PlayStation trophies intrigue me. 
For example, Killzone Shadowfall has a trophy for each individual level once you beat them. Uh, the last level has a trophy completion percentage of about 24%, meaning that out of four, three out of four people who started this game never completed the game. I wonder what the devs think when they see stats like this. Is it typical for completion rates to be that low? I bet it actually helped Gorilla to persuade Sony to let them make a new IP, a.k.a. Horizon, which I still haven't booted up yet because I'm a terrible person. Uh, by the way, the yes, order... you are. You should play it right now. <laughs> by the way, the order eighteen eighty six is four bucks on PSN. Should I buy it? Sorry, we didn't get to this email before it went off sale. Uh, hell yeah or hell nah. If there is no show this week due to Mother's Day, then I'll buy it as a default suggestion. <laughs> there you go. I think you uh, made the right call. That's a good five dollar game. Yeah, that's a yes, very good. Yeah. That's a very good four dollar game. But uh, no, I enjoyed that game. He's right about the trophy percentage thing, and, and truthfully, Killzone is not the only game that suffers from that. If you look at most games on Xbox One or PS4, most people don't finish their games. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just a pretty standard thing. We got it another... is interesting that they uh, they have that with the uh, achievement system. They have the ability to actually look at that stuff, look at those stats as developers. That's That's cool. Yeah, you could do it on PS4 and Xbox One now. It's a really cool thing. Like, mm-hmm. Microsoft, again, you know, one-upping. Uh, I love the back-and-forth one-upping uh, between the little features, but I always thought the PlayStation, like, percentage thing was cool. And then Microsoft added it, but they threw a little twist in to where with you the little get... little diamond. Yeah, you get that. Like, it's got a new sound and everything. And it's yeah, like, so cool every when that t- hits. Every time I get one, I'm like, oh, man, that felt so good. Yeah, that is, because when you get that, I mean, admittedly, over time, that's unlikely to stay as a rare one, but the fact that you got it when it was, lovely. Yeah, that sound is, man, Microsoft is good at making those sounds for their achievements. (laughs) Your Cara sent us an email. It's been a while since we've heard from him. He says, hey, yo, it's your Cara. I know it's been a while, but please do know that I'm always listening. Boys, I have some really good news to share with you all. The arrival of our baby girl, Sophia. Oh, congrats. Oh, congratulations, man. Uh, Your life is over. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> she was born on April 17th. Uh, this is the best thing to ever happen to me. Crazy how life is. Life is good. Uh, hope you're not thinking what a person like me, your car, the crazy stuff I say on here, is now a father. Ha ha. <laughs> Uh, but I'm actually just a normal guy uh, having a good time with you guys. You could say I'm like Drew, but remove the redneck gene and his Matthew McConaughey accent and insert Ryan's adult and fatherhood gene in. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, all I can say is I'm sorry for the social worker. <laughs> all right. Uh, my gaming hours have been reduced dramatically, and I'm wanting to play so much. I really think I could play for 24 hours straight right now. I did pick up Loco Roco. Damn, that game is so much fun. Uh, brings back so many good memories for me. The colorful graphics, and the best thing about it, the soundtrack. So uplifting and fun. Also completed a few tracks on Drive Club. Good game. Uh, I heard that Drew got a Samsung Swex sex swing or something. Good stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the best ones to get. Uh, anyhow, Only if they have HDR. Yeah, it has to have uh-huh. HDR. Uh, anyway, I was thinking uh, of new flavors for Jason's new cigarette job. How about a cigarette that tastes like tits? <laughs> Do they have taste? Flavors cigarettes. I'm going to keep oh. going because this, uh, you know when you suck on tits just like that. That would be incredible. Also, I got another, <laughs> whoa. Also, I got another flavor for you. A special edition for Jay. 
prostate juice. Uh, I, I, wow. Mm. I, I thought I thought we were over over that, but apparently not. You never you never lived down one of those things. Mm. Sorry. Uh, with the mm. prostate edition, you could use the cigarette to milk your prostate and then smoke it. What am I missing here? How do I not n- remember this conversation? Uh, the at prostate all? milk. Yeah. I don't remember this conversation at all. That's it's better that way, Ryan. It's better <laughs> okay, that way. Good. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's probably better that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Anyhow, Ryan, brother, I love you, man. But sorry, you're playing Zelda wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, sure, it's the game's fault that it lets you play the way you want to. But if you're hating on it that much, the way you're playing, then stop playing or change your gameplay to maybe enjoy it a bit more. Okay, you're probably right. Uh, I'm not sure what I said makes sense, but yeah, look, maybe Zelda and your gameplay are both wrong, and maybe just leave it be. Having said that, I haven't played a Nintendo game since the Super Nintendo days. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Clearly an expert. Uh, Nintendo is dead to me. They just suck. I feel like we were the generation that made them. However, they didn't move with the times, but we did. But having said that, I do appreciate them making consoles and games for kids. Maybe I'll get one for my daughter one day. Uh, Jay, why is your greeting always French, man? Mix it up, bro. Or do you have a fetish for hairy leg cigarette smoking frog eating sex? <laughs> well, I guess I did mix it up today. Because <laughs> I, was, I was taking... These emails yeah. are so hard for me to read sometimes. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken, bro, this absolute appalling. Still no N4G podcast link on the N4G site front page. It's disgrace and upsetting. Contact your peeps again. I actually do. What is that site anymore? <laughs> I actually do talk to the admin there, and whenever we put a new episode up, he pins it to the front page. So. Uh, John, mate, shame Prince Philip is stepped down. He was a laugh, but I don't get the whole royal family thing. What is it that they actually do? I do love England, though, man. My favorite th- three things come from there the Prodigy Oasis and Manchester City. Yeah, well, I'm a United fan, so unlucky. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the Prince, uh, Prince, uh, yeah, I was guy, not because he's sort of, I, I, I mean, the Royals are fine, but the fact is, is that he's at an age where he can say whatever he wants and he's Royal, so he can say whatever he wants and he just offends everybody and it's hilarious. So it's like, that is going to be missed, but he's like 95 or something daft. So it's like, yeah. Anyhow, boys, that's Time it. Time to step down. Uh, anyhow, boys, that's it. Love you guys. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> congratulations. Yes, definitely Indeed. congratulations. Welcome to the world of fatherhood. All right, to the Twitter. Uh, I'm going to try to go back. Uh, oh, man, two weeks worth of Twitter stuff? No, there's not Good. a lot. There's not a lot. I right. got out the tweet pretty early last week that we weren't doing a show, so we didn't get a lot. Uh, Adam wanted to know uh, about my TV being 4K and it's HDR. Who cares? The people want to know if it's a Samsung. And then he says, oh, I should have waited. You mentioned it later. This is true. <laughs> I, I do not have a Samsung 4K HDR TV. I feel like I've betrayed the hive mind. No, you're fine. LG's good. LG's very good. Uh, Mookie says, FYI, the Bob Ross skin will be the tank healer Silnanus. I just see the word uh, anus in there, and that's... Okay. I don't know anything about Smite, so I don't I don't know who that is. 
Uh, Blue Apple Blue sent us three tweets. This will be a fun one. Uh, I know you don't want to talk politics, but gamers are thirsty for political talks. Look at Colin. His Patreon did 37,000, when Kind of Funny Team only gets 24,000. I know at least one of you is smart. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, this is the best part. I know at least one of you is smart. At least one of you is what? Is smart. <laughs> if you go by the law of probability, you can make an interesting political gaming podcast with minimal insults. Well, I think the reason why Colin got however many he got was because he likes insulting people, and people of a certain disposition find that funny. I do not. It's kind of funny, right? Oh No. Uh, <laughs> I, I what I loved about it the whole because I I get the the freedom of you know speech and all that but what he said uh, it wasn't the joke that annoyed me uh, originally it wasn't the fact that he'd said what he said it was his defence of it afterwards that kind of really irked me and then when um, kind of funny then dropped him on, uh, under the bus I thought that was kind of funny huh relevant um. mm. Uh, D1 wants to know if Ken is Kirk, John W is Scotty, and Jay is Spock. Who on the cast is Bones, Sulu, and Chekhov? I don't know Star Trek. I don't know because so Star Trek's lame. Yeah. Um, don't you mean Star Trek's lame? <laughs> Shut up. Jesus Christ. I, I, um, I don't know. I don't know Star Trek very much, but it is an honor to be Spock. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, I uh, Bones. That would be Ryan, I guess. Um, Sweet. Sulu. Um, I don't. I actually Jason. Don't. <laughs> Jason. No. no I, wow. Yes. I, I don't know what would put Jason on that one. I'm <laughs> sure. I, I, don't know. I watched a new trailer for the Discovery, which is a new series that looks super cool. So fingers crossed it actually works out all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Ryan on this. Star Trek is lame. It is lame. Jeez, you're doing it wrong. No, I feel like I'm doing it just right. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing about Star Trek is that I never watched the show, but uh, I can appreciate what it was trying to do. Like it was a very progressive show, as far as yeah, what they were trying to do, the messages they were putting out, and uh, it has a lot of really passionate fans, including one of my uh, good friends. He's a really big uh, Star Trek fan, and uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that it exists. It's not something that I personally enjoy, but I I, I respect it quite a bit. Uh, Chad has a tweet for Drew, so Drew, if you're listening, he says, if Drew does an intermission, it would be awesome to hear general thoughts on what he's done in The Witcher 3 so far. Uh, funny he actually mentions that, because we did do an intermission, and he did talk about Witcher 3, so there you go, go listen to that. See, he has answered your prayers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Anthony wanted to tell us last week, tell the woman in your life, uh, your fans said happy Mother's Day. And I actually did. Yeah. And she and you said, lo- and she said, Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um, and to be fair you lot are like because we had mother's day like two months ago not good for you wait wait hold up you, you guys have different day for mother's day it's in march we've had this conversation before. last oh, wow. year I, I actually had no idea interesting yeah. interesting to me uh, okay. mookie sent you a link uh john for bob ross twitch.tv slash bob ross baby uh, yes, I did see that. Thank you very much. And I still have no idea who he is. <laughs> I think someone also got my back with um, Tony Hart. I think that might have been um, 
uh, Kirsty, I'm sure she put a tweet out there and linked uh, the wiki page for Tony Hart, which is our version of Bob Ross. They'll never be Bob Ross. No, the in- inferior UK version. I, yeah. I don't know the original OG no, name. No, no. <laughs> inferior. Fucking Bob Ross. That was actually one of the reasons for the revolution. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You're right. You didn't know. Perspective on painters with afros. Fucking right. Blue Apple Blue says, interesting research by Laya Brave on NeoGAF showing that Microsoft has longer time from announcement to release. Where did the perception that Sony announced games early come from and that MS wait before announcing their holiday games? It, I think it really comes down to recent trends. I think that data kind of shows that as far as the overall demographic of games released till, I mean, games announced to release, it's probably about the same, if not more, for Microsoft. But in recent trends, as far as like announcing games like Shenmue 3, announcing games like Final Fantasy 7 Remake, The Last games, Guardian. Uh, well, The Last Guardian <laughs> was many, many years ago, so that's, I don't think that counts. Spider Man, so, God of War. Yeah, Spider Man, God of War. Games we're probably not going to see this year. So I can see the idea because we're always thinking about what happened recently, right? We're not always thinking about, like, how are they always? We're thinking about, oh, how are they last year or the year before that? So that's probably where that uh, conception comes from. Yeah, I mean, but that's true of video games in general for just about every aspect of them. It's it's the Janet Jackson syndrome. What have you done for me lately? You know. What mm-hmm. have you done for me lately? That's Cheers for that. Uh, Mookie says, you guys better make a top ten for the half of this year so that Ken can call Injustice 2 and South Park Game of the Year on the second half. I haven't played ten games this year. That's true, you haven't. But, but even still, Zelda's at 11. I was going to say, it, it, <laughs> no, it really doesn't matter because even by the end of the year, you won't have played ten. True. <laughs> nah, I, I'm pretty confident Ryan will have played, not finished ten, but play ten, yes. I believe in you, buddy. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Dustin says, I don't know what I'm more excited for, the Castlevania or Witcher Netflix series. I uh, hope they're both I'm so good. excited about the Witcher Netflix series. Ryan, do you think they can do it, man? Netflix, can they do I, it? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's they the can. books, too. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I wanted it I to be HBO, man. HBO Witcher would have been it. I think that would have been the perfect fit. But it would have been. Maybe Netflix. After that, though, you've got to think Netflix is... is is yeah, the best place it, it, yeah, to go. Second. The, yeah, yeah, the, the amount of money they have to spend on a budget, if it's going to be live action, you're going to, it's going to have CG, you're going to want that looking pretty darn sharpish. And Netflix is spending more money than anybody else on TV shows, so yeah. it's what a good it's, place. What it's all going to come down to for me, honestly, is casting. Yes. Um, yes. It's, it's all going to come down to casting. And the, 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 the part that is going to handicap them is that because they were so late in localizing most of the books, most people have only played the games. They haven't read the books, and mm. um, the which is good because it means they won't have you know ruined quote unquote the uh, the story for themselves when the show starts. Uh, but it's bad because it means that their vision for each of the characters is going to be mostly based on the video game, and there's going to be some dissonance there between. The mm-hmm. voice acting from the video game and the actual actors they get to play. That's very these true. Characters. Well, a lot of people on Twitter have been commenting on the fact that the recent 
interview that Julian Assange had, he looked very much like trying to impersonate the Witcher. So he might well, be in the line. If it's if it's Julian Assange, then I will not watch the show. <laughs> you want to see if you can hunt that picture out because it is hilarious. Just just so you know, they've they've already cast Geralt. Who? It's Dustin Diamond. Who? Hey? What? <laughs> like Screech? I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's what talking about right now. <laughs> I just, wanted to, I just wanted to hear the reactions that I told you. I was yeah. just trying to say it as serious as possible. Yes, Screech is Geralt, okay? Um, I mean, he was in no, porn. I'm... It works, right? No, he's Dustin Diamond is actually in jail, so I don't think he can be Geralt <laughs> Olivia. So was Wizzle, So was Wesley Snipes. Motherfucker was in Expendables. Come on. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I, I'll be interested to see how they pay, play that out. Uh, Dustin also says, what's the deal with Microsoft renewing the Scalebound trademark? I think they're going to rework it. Uh, I saw a lot of news stories floating around about this. That's just so they can keep owning it. They're not doing anything with it. Yeah, they have actually said and come out that they're not doing anything with it after a lot of these hits. Every time they they renew a trademark, it doesn't mean they're making a game. No, No. it just means they get to keep the name is all they're doing. Which 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 gives them the opportunity to explore it in the future. So. Absolutely. So it's only smart business to keep hold of something like that. Yeah. Uh, Sean says, loving the guild features in Injustice 2, but going to that page and having to click through 20 loot box pop-ups can be a pain at times. Yes, it can, but man, I love getting all them boxes. <laughs> oh. Well, we've got nobody on our guild yet except me on the I PS4. told you to get it on Xbox One. Our Wasn't, guild no. is full, and I get about 15 to 20 loot boxes a day. Yeah, but it's full. I wouldn't have been able to join, would I? I would have got you a spot. Oh, bless you. Yeah. No, PS4. Yeah, but no. Well, now no, ZTGD is covered on both consoles. Yeah, except you guys aren't getting loot boxes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Sean says, not complaining about free loot, but wish their UI system would just give you a summary report more than uh, each box earned. I agree, uh, but again, I don't think a lot of guilds have the issues that we have of getting loot boxes every two seconds. Well, it's fifty's quite small, I think. For an, uh, I should imagine a lot of a lot of guilds have fifty in by now. We're ranked seven hundredth on the leaderboard for guilds. There you go. It's pretty good. The guild is uh, only fifty members. So that's yeah, a they only short. let you do fifty yeah. members in the guild, but they that's because they've designed challenges around those to meet. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Too many, too many more people would make those challenges too easy. Yeah. Not saying they can't tweak it in the future, but the way they designed it up front, that's how they designed it. Uh, he says, also loving Harley Quinn. She has a very Aaron Black feel to a lot of her movesets with her shots and pistol movements. Yeah, I never thought of that comparison, but she does kind of play like Aaron Black. Yeah, I can see it. She also has that kind of hip shot that Aaron Black has with all. Yeah. So, and the, like, she has like the low, like the, the tantrum move where she lays down that she's got three different moves yeah, she can do. Yeah, different a stance move she does. <clears throat> Uh, Justin says, time to dream big, boys. 1960s Batman video game made by the Bayonetta team. Same game, new skin, and the slow punch-down mechanic. Punch, boom, pow. That is dreaming big, buddy. I'd play that, though. I I'll, would not. I don't think don't Adam... Don't care about 60s Batman at I don't all. think Adam West could move like Bayonetta. <laughs> he certainly couldn't do the heels. But he does. He does have the utility belt that literally has a shark repellent. So I'm sure he'll manage. Man, if shark repellent is not the name of a piece of gear in Injustice Two, somebody fucked up. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of Injustice 2, I forgot to mention, I thought some of the dialogue was funny. <laughs> Not just in the actual story mode itself, but there's a part where you clash with Brainiac with, as Batman, and Brainiac goes, How are you their leader? And Batman goes, I'm Batman! <laughs> and I was like, alright. There's you some, got me, buddy. There's right. some really dark stuff in there, and there's a lot of fan service in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a dark... Um, line between Scarecrow and Captain Cold. Really? About his dead sister. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, I was like, when it came up, I'm like, damn. That's rough. There's also a lot of reference to the CW shows, which I thought was very cool. Uh, last tweet comes from Anthony, and we kind of already talked about it, but he wants to know, so, Witcher on Netflix, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, excited. Excited. But, you know, we're mm-hmm. also very, very, very cautiously bored. optimistic. Yes. Yeah. After I have faith. After their Netflix. handling of the Marvel stuff, uh, that's been generally good. I disagree. Generally. I I like Daredevil no, season one and kind of like Daredevil I, season two. Jessica Jones was terrible. I like Jessica Jones. And Luke Cage was a snore fest. I haven't watched that yet. And I have not... I've made one episode of Iron Fist. Iron Fist is fine. That's yeah, it's okay. One episode. But the problem is, like is Fist, they, yeah. they did kind of shoot the load early with a Daredevil season one because that was incredible. Yeah. I just, I just feel like... Imagine. I feel like they've missed more than they've hit with the Marvel stuff. Well, it's not just that. Um, I, you know, you look at some of their other shows have been absolutely astounding. House of Cards, Stranger Things, uh, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. I think they've got, as a whole, not just the Marvel stuff, but as a whole, a very good track record. Oh, sure, sure. Their other stuff is great. Just their nerd properties haven't been so good so far. Oh, but that's it. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us individually, Jay is at Bottleside J, John at John W U K, and Ryan at Oh man, I almost did the old one. <laughs> what did you change it? I don't even remember. Um, I don't even remember. But it is now Wombat RP. Yeah, not uh, Wombold. Yes, Wombat you, RP. Yes, confused me. You should just rename yourself to Cube Poop. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, it's like uh, it's it, it is. I should be, um, uh, and I, I, I am flattered a bit that every time a fact about wombat pops up <laughs> on anyone's feed or anyone's you know timeline or anything, I always get a tweet about it, and oh, yeah. I, I'm flattered by that. You should be. Wombats are actually pretty cool creatures. Actually, they are. I, I like I like them. Yeah. Uh, then you can follow me on the side at ZTGD. Also, even though Drew's not here, I'll plug his show. His Phoenix. Yeah, Madison. best day. Yeah. Plug his terrible his show, show that nobody listens to. Yeah, Drew, I mean, nobody listens to. And I mean, completes again. Dino Gears is over. What 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 else is there to get? You know, There's it's, nothing. It's over. Mm. That's over. It's, yeah. Yep. That's your that's your coup de gras. It's over. Uh, but no, they're doing Wolfenstein right now. So that should be closing up soon. That wasn't a super long game. Yeah, they're like finishing the album with uh, one more episode, I believe. Uh, me and Drew did an intermission. We talked about some of our like great or memorable gaming moments. I talked about like playing the Final Fantasy VII demo way too many times. We talked about like Metal Gear Solid 
the the two and one and how our experiences with those pretty fun we also gave some anime recommendations because we got a letter about anime and stuff like that so and listen to the intermission if you're interested yep so and there's plenty of overwatch discussion on there as well oh yeah uh but no that's it so unless you have anything else nope well okay epic fail